Oh, hell. How about a love song? There ain't nothing in the world that I like better than bacon and lettuce and homegrown tomatoes up in the morning, out in the garden. Get you a ripe one, do not get a hard one. Plant them in the spring, eat them in the summer. All winter without them's a culinary bummer. I forget all about the sweating and digging. Every time I go out and pick me a big one. Homegrown tomatoes, homegrown tomatoes. What life be without homegrown tomatoes? Only two things that money can't buy, and that's true love and homegrown tomatoes. You can go out to eat, that's for sure But nothing a homegrown tomato won't cure Put them in a salad, put them in a stew Make your very own tomato juice You can eat them with eggs, eat them with gravy Eat them with beans, pinto or navy Put them on the side Put them in the middle, put a homegrown tomato on a hot cake griddle. Homegrown tomatoes, homegrown tomatoes. What life be without homegrown tomatoes? Only two things that money can't buy. And that's true love in homegrown tomatoes. Tomatoes seed, cause I know what this country needs. It's homegrown tomatoes in every yard you see. But when I die, don't bury me in a box in a cemetery. Out in the garden would be much better. I could be pushing up my homegrown tomatoes, homegrown tomatoes, homegrown tomatoes. What life be without homegrown tomatoes? Only two things that money can't buy. That's true love and homegrown tomatoes. Homegrown tomatoes, homegrown tomatoes. What life be without homegrown tomatoes? Only two things that money can't buy. And that's true love and homegrown tomatoes. What's up, everybody? It's the middle of the day in the middle of the week, and you're listening to another Fuller sh- Show with Josh Fuller. You're on KTXF The Real. A lot of buttons to push. Oh, man. Josh Fuller, the button pusher. <laughs> 
Hey everybody, it's the middle of the day in the middle of the week. I am Josh Fuller, and uh, thanks for tuning back into our show here on KTXF and the TuneIn app. We have a good friend in the studio today, Mr. Caleb Holscher of the Home Caleb and the Homegrown Tomatoes. <laughs> howdy, howdy! Tell everybody hi. Hello, everybody. You already did, didn't you? Damn. Hey, um, real quick, I always do this too late. If you want to text into the show, you can text eight three two nine one zero seven three five nine. And you can text right into the show, and we will answer your text. But I didn't think this through, um, and we'll have to figure it out on break. We are Facebook living this interview, which means my phone is not in my hand, so I cannot check the message right off oh, the bat. Yeah. So um, during break, I will figure out how to pull that up on my computer, and, and we'll multitask here. But until then, mm-hmm. until then, send messages through through Facebook. If you're on my Facebook page, I'm face- streaming it live. So uh, we can have a big old party in here. Now, there's only one rule in my studio, and mm-hmm. that is that the drink, the drinks are deep, but the conversation ain't. So we keep it light because <laughs> it's the middle of the week and everybody needs a break, tell jokes, uh, yeah. have fun. And uh, it is the internet radio, so if you accidentally cuss, no worries. But, uh, you know, we might want to share this with our friends. Yeah, so. Just a little bit. My grandma's <laughs> probably listening or going to listen. So, <laughs> Well, there you go. You got to do what you got to do. So make sure that you... Uh, Anyway, make sure y'all tell your friends because it's going to be a good day. All right, so let's get to it. Only two things money can't buy. That's true love and homegrown tomatoes. Yes, sir. That's a good song. You know, it's actually, a, I love Guy Clark. Guy Clark's probably my favorite songwriter of all time, but that's probably my least favorite song by him. Oh, so yeah? That, that's why I went ahead and named my band after him. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah. it's a, Guy Clark is just a poet, right? So he is, man. Whatever he does is kind of gold. Yeah. And he's he's an in the moment guy. So if if you're if you're not in the right mood, maybe it won't be that great. But you can go back and listen to the same song a little later when you're in the yeah. right mood at the right time of night. Bonfire going. Mm-hmm. Guy Clark's good for bonfires. Oh, he, he, he's like <laughs> yeah, bonfire king of definitely. <laughs> I've rocked many a bonfire just singing his tunes. Yeah, I uh, I have a I have one I'm gonna play on the next break that I was in new no where was I? Oh crap. I forgot the uh, Fredericksburg. I was in Fredericksburg, and I'm sitting. We got this bed and breakfast because all the hotels were, I don't know, booked, and we were there for for something. And it was just me and my wife, and I'm sitting there smoking a cigar. A lot of my stories lately start with me smoking a cigar, <laughs> and uh, sitting there smoking a cigar and just kind of going through music. I think I had maybe I had Pandora on or something, and uh, this guy Clark song came on that I hadn't heard in a while, called the guitar, or I hadn't heard yeah. it ever. Burnley and uh, dude, that it? thing just shook me to my core so uh we'll play that one on the next break but all right so let's get into the band itself we'll have fun and kind of get off course a thousand times today so uh, i plan on it don't worry (laughs) yeah don't worry about us getting off track uh it's normal but let's go ahead and start so we have uh the homegrown tomatoes and you and i talked a little bit about how it all kind of came to be so Mm -hmm. the floor is yours let's start with where you were before and how you got to where you have the band you have today well uh i guess after my most previous band the southbound saddle bums that kind of went away i started playing bass and other in other bands uh, uh thanks to a great guy chris jermaine he called me one day and goes hey caleb uh, i need you to play bass for this band and i'm like man i can't play bass he goes they paid 350 a gig and i was like man i can play i can bass. learn to play bass <laughs> i can play bass <laughs> and uh so i started playing uh for Jesse James and a girl, Lisa Warren, both a fantastic artist. But um, 
I got fired from bass from both of those bands. But while in the bands, I met uh, Casey Bullard on dr- on guitar and Stephen Holgeen on drums. And I was replaced by my bass player now, Sarah Smith. She's good. She, she's incredible. I was not mad when they fired me because <laughs> I'm not the best of bass players, but she's just immaculate at the base. You know? Yeah. Well, you know, we talked about this self being able to know that about yourself is a great quality, you Definitely, know, yeah. <laughs> and there's no points having, having these, uh, delusions of grandeur. If you're not that good, cause it's, you're, you're just going to be not good forever. But if you, if yeah. you realize it and you say, Hey, that's fine. This ain't for me. I got other ideas in my head of what I can do. And uh, that leads into the next part of the development. It was, what's great is like Casey calls me one day and tells me that I'm fired from the band, but Two months later, I call him and say, "I want to hire you for my band." <laughs> and that's that's kind of how we put the tomatoes together. We were just we just started out as uh, making music with friends, not no real vision for the band mm-hmm. other than just have a good time and make good music. Yeah, spirit of rock and roll, man. Definitely. Man. Yeah, we, and we had a couple originals, just party tunes, and then as we uh, started playing more and more, um, we started writing more and more, and now uh, we can't wait wait to hit the studio again and record some new. new Absolutely, stuff. man. So. Um, before you kind of started getting into the band and started kind of developing a vision for your band, uh, I'll go with my story first. So mm-hmm. I, when I first started playing, I was really into Texas country a lot. Yeah, definitely. And so Pat and Corey and Robert O'Kane, all those guys were super hot then. That's how old I am. And <laughs> and Ragweed and Boland, all Amen. those dudes. So you learn what you love. And so I had, I mean, I had some songs that I wrote on paper. It was poetry. It wasn't really songs. And, uh, I had to learn something to make a show once I realized, holy crap, I'm going to have a band, you know? So we had to put up the show and I learned all these ragweed songs and, and bowling and, and, and then the usual, I still had the, the George, the George Straits and the Garth Brooks and all that good stuff in my set. So what were you listening to when you started getting into music and deciding, okay, we need to put a show together. Here's what we're going to cover. Well, uh, I, good question. Um, Around the tomatoes, it's a little different because up until the tomatoes, I was pretty dead set on Texas country. There wasn't mm-hmm. a whole lot that I listened to other than Texas country. Right. They're just I, if it wasn't solid Texas country, I didn't take a liking to it. And but when this band kind of happened, we we, we didn't say uh, no to anything. We just said yes to each other, nothing but yeses to each other. You know. Okay. So when we threw in a Zeppelin cover, when we threw in a Prince cover, when we threw in this or that, and some of our songs are. As much as I would like to call them country, they're probably not too too country. It's such a loose term now, anyway. Especially, especially in, in, yeah. in the world of <laughs> in the world of Texas country, they've boy, I got I got to walk on eggshells when I talk about this. So yeah. <laughs> when I talk about Texas country, when I was playing, all of it was bona fide country. I mean, mm. it's country music, right? And now it's it's evolved to Texas music, which is great because mm-hmm. that's the great thing about our scene in our in our industry is that there isn't really a box like you, yeah. whatever you do. I mean, I have an album that has like honky tonk country on it and some really good almost southern rock sounds, mm-hmm. and and you can't do that if you're labeled a specific thing. And so, with the good thing about Texas music is that a lot of it is southern rock blues. And then you have your country, country guys, Definitely. you know, you've got your, you got your honky tonkers, you got your wards and you got your Johnsons and you got all those guys and Aaron Watson. And then you've got your whiskey Myers and, yeah. uh, and, and the Mickey and the motor cars guys and all those guys that are just, it's, you can't quite call it two-step in country and, music. You know, uh, shiny ribs, uncle Lucius, oh, folk family revival. Yeah. Those, yeah. those, those three bands pretty help, help me get out of that. If that makes sense. But they definitely, uh, 
uh, it's okay. You don't have to, you know, be in this circle of you know, red hard, hardcore red dirt or hardcore honky right, tonk, you right. know, Western music, and, and that's my favorite kind of music for sure. Mm-hmm. But I don't have that strong of a. Well, it's about what you can write too. Yeah, you know, like I grew definitely. up in the I grew up in the eighties and all that. I was into hair bands and and <laughs> uh, then I was in Josh and, Fuller with an afro. I'm oh, saying it. I'm saying uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I was the other way around. I had the long hair oh, yeah. and and yeah, I was the skater boy. So I had my my jeans rolled up tight around the ankles. I, I won't tell. Don't worry. <laughs> the bangs. Oh, I got pictures. I put them on Facebook. I can laugh at myself. Um, but but what's funny is so. Even when I would sing those songs along in the car when I was into them, and I wasn't even into doing music at all, I was just singing along in the car. My sister's like, "It doesn't sound like Guns and Roses, but if you got a Texas accent, I was like, what do you want me to do? I can't, I can't, yeah, can't get rid of it. It just comes out of my mouth." And when I started writing songs, no matter how hard I tried at the beginning of writing songs, I could not write a non-country ish song. It's just, mm-hmm. I mean, I grew up on a farm. I grew up in the country. Everything I did was so country, and and I wasn't from a musical family i wasn't around i wasn't around a lot of diversity in music we mm-hmm. had country music playing in the background and then we had a guy that milked our cows he listened to rock 101 kol all the time and my dad said that was the devil's music so <laughs> <laughs> i was like uh, and then the 80s hit and then i was just into having a good time i wasn't even thinking about hey this might influence my life someday you know my uh my dad showed me two albums that kind of changed my life it was uh, guitar town by steve earl and 12 pieces by mike mcclure mm. but in that i guess i was about I was about 14 when he showed me those. Before that, I, I always loved singing. I always loved, uh, I say I love playing, but I would always just, had an electric guitar that didn't know how to play. I would just strum it and make noise out of it. And, and that was that was my, my playing back then. But I've always loved entertaining and singing. And my mom was a, my mom's a fantastic songwriter. She does a lot of Christian gospel stuff. Oh, cool. And uh, after my dad showed me those two, two, two CDs, uh, 12 Pieces and Guitar Town, that's when I realized that this was the music that was made for me. Before, mm-hmm. the, my dad didn't show me those. I probably would have been doing like punk rock or something. That's not bad though. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> um, get some eyeliner going. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Well, Casey and I always joke about we're gonna have an emo uh, concert one time. Just him and I. We're gonna dress all black and get the, throw the guy liner on there. But I just haven't. We haven't done it yet. I yeah, know. you know, I, I that thought maybe I could be the first country glam band. Oh, was that new band Midland? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not I, familiar, oh, but they, I've heard their names. Yeah, apparently the, their lead singer used to be an underwear model, and their bass player, or guitar player, or whatever, was a MTV producer. Wow! So I, I was an underwear they, model once, but they always made me wear sweatpants over them. Oh, darn it! Darn it! That's <laughs> a plus size model. <laughs> so we got some people saying hi here. We got Heidi, uh, Heidi Lenz tuned hey, in. Heidi, Corey, Corey Moss, Sarah was there. Christopher uh, said that he likes his country with the O in it. I don't know. That's oh. dirty if you take it out. So, uh, oh, Welcome man. to Internet Radio, folks. Florida, <laughs> yeah, Florida Georgia Line, now that's country. Um, <laughs> remove yourself, sir. Remove yourself. <laughs> that's Jason. I'm playing. That's awesome. Let's get back to a couple of the band members uh, before yeah, we forget sorry. to... No, no. I told you. We're going to get off track a million <laughs> times, and I love it like that. That's how. That's why it's called the Fuller Show. Like yeah. it's a, It is a shit show. So, um, All right, so let's uh, pick up with... You can go down the line and just kind of... Tell me, get their names out there, and then... um, Uh, Casey Bullard. Casey Bullard, he's a music director at the School of Rock in Mm -hmm. Cyprus. The guy is a guitar guru. He can listen to a song and know how to play it almost instantaneously, which is really cool. That's very talented. Because I can, you know, 
if it's an acoustic show, I'll grab my phone. Hey, man, listen to this song real quick. What, I, I like it. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm like, good. We're playing it. What key is that in? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And so Casey's a great guitar player. He uh, pretty much hangs out with his Strat and his Telly. Those are his two best friends. Cool. All right. Um, so you, I know that on your website, y'all say that everybody brings a little bit different style to the thing. What's yes. what's kind of his his go to style? I mean, what's what's his influential style to the band? Honestly, man, he's he's huge and huge into classic rock, but he definitely is. Uh, he could throw down some Maroon Five. Oh yeah, and I call him uh, 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 Casey Levine because, uh, <laughs> a lot of the times because he's he's Mister Smooth. He's just yeah. Mister Clean. Uh, he's prettier than I am, so I, <laughs> I want to beat him up a lot. Yeah. But um, uh, no, he, yeah, he, yeah, like I say, he can sound super classic rock and just throw down on some jam band stuff. But then he can play super. Um, I want to say poppy, but then I don't want to say poppy. Yeah, poppy's uh, poppy's yeah. kind of a bad word. Yeah, a Beatles, a Beatles pop. You know, back when the Beatles yeah. were pop, he could definitely rock that. And uh, Sarah, she's a you know, she can play every Beatles song on guitar or bass. She, she's, I, I get that. I can see yeah. her. And I can look at her and think that. Well, both her both of her parents were torn musicians in the seventies. Awesome. So she she grew up nothing but music. So I think she owes. Uh, I mean, I can't speak for her on this, of course, but I think she owes a lot. Of that to her parents is cool. being so awesome. Cool. Her parents are great people too. It's yeah. a good time to make music too. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, man. Yeah. You can make money making doing music back then when you <laughs> if you had an album. Yeah, for uh, sure. Uh, if, uh, Stephen Holgin, our drummer, he's a uh, he he's a jazz guy. He he uh, spent a lot of time with a guy named Glenn Ackerman, who's a great jazz uh, bass player in Houston, okay. downtown Houston. Excellent musician. I'd Probably the best bass player I've, I know is this guy, Glenn Ackerman. And Steven hung, uh, hangs out with him a lot and uh, make beautiful music together. But he's a, uh, I want to say Steven's almost a perfectionist. Okay. And we will, we'll try out, you know, he'll play something on the drums when we're writing a new tune. Like, you like that, Caleb? I'm like, man, I like whatever Steven likes. Like, <laughs> you, or and we'll have a song, uh, our song Summer. He goes, man, how the hell am I supposed to? play drums to that i'm like well you hire stephen holgin that, that, that's how you play <laughs> ah, drums to that that's you know? pretty cool and he, okay, so I, he's uh very blessed to have him always behind me and yeah since i met steven we were at a, a open mic at cat daddy's mm -hmm. a couple of years ago and uh steven uh came up and he played a song with me just an open mic and i turn around I'm like man who the hell are you <laughs> and he goes i'm steven i'm like well you want to be my drummer the rest of my life? He goes, okay, sure. That's so romantic, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did you put a capo on his finger? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you Is that how you propose to a musician? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you... I found a new use for a capo today, and, and y'all can't see it, obviously, because... But my phone, I, I couldn't find my kid's little tripod for, tripod for an iPhone. And so I took my camera tripod and I used a capo to attach it's my... It's beautiful. It's a beautiful... And it's red, white, and blue. Mm. Mm -hmm. don't, don't get much better than that. America. But I think it's actually Texas when I look at it. I, I think Texas when I see that capo. <laughs> but uh, no, you got... There, there. You got so many people that are telling you hi. So good job bringing the hey, bringing everybody. the people. Hey everybody, Caleb is Caleb is loved. <laughs> All right. So are we missing anybody? Are you going Freddie Mac? Oh, He's Freddie the Mac, accordion player and harmonica player, and soon steel guitar player. We haven't really, really? mentioned that yet, but that that's in the working right oh. now. Um, I've seen him play. I, I've seen man. I was I saw you guys play at Cat Daddy's not too long ago. And I can't remember what I saw him pick up, but he was playing something that was completely unusual. Like he can 
pretty much just make music with anything. Yeah, he's like. definitely a musical man. He's a he's a excellent blues harp guy, and he kind of had to switch and adjust his uh, style of playing when he moved down to Texas here three, I think two or three years ago. I'm not, mm-hmm. not positive on that, but he played a he he started the he founded the Pittsburgh Blues Society. Okay, in the I think eighties, I believe, and he's been wow. he's been he's got to share the stage with Buddy Guy. B.B. Uh, King, like he was the wow. known blues harmonica guy. That's awesome. And when he came down here, he wasn't a huge fan of country music, but I showed him some Red Dirt artists, and he found some more Red Dirt artists. Like, wow, this is a whole other side of country music that he's never seen before. Right. And I'm like, yeah, you know, this is how you can do it. A lot of what it. we and, do has such a strong blues influence, and then Southern rock, of course, um, yeah. influence, uh, especially with the way you got the songs you guys are playing. And then the songs that I really dig, like, I don't know if it's just I'm getting older and I'm getting, maybe I'm, I'm just trying to expand my mind or whatever, mm-hmm. but I'm just really falling back in love with like the Warren Haynes of the oh, world, yeah. you know, and it just, Definitely. that music just, it just moves you, you mm-hmm. know? So it's, it's really cool. I try to sing soulful sometimes. Yeah. It doesn't always work, but catch me on a good night. Yeah. I, I can make it happen. Well, you know, there's, there's a, there's a certain amount of, of, of smoking and stuff oh, that exactly. can happen yeah, to get you, that raspiness. Yeah, yeah, whiskey too. Whiskey, whiskey too, do it, Yeah, you can't get that raspiness unless you just do it. And don't do it in the fourth set. Do it in the third set. Yeah. <laughs> oh, why are we still talking about four sets? Oh, yeah, oh. no, we need ninety minutes, folks. It's ninety minutes. Nobody wants to listen to anybody for four hours. Yeah. No, it's when, when I'm playing a four hour show and you know, out of all my like, some friends show up the first set. I'm like, this is awesome. The best songs we don't play till last set. You yeah, know, it's like, uh, oh, you're gonna play that ballad of 14 pesos or Casper. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's what yeah. we end it with, man. Yeah, I'm sorry, exactly. Like, people do that with like, old whiskey, my old yeah. whiskey, all the time. And it's just like, well, old whiskey. I'm like, all right, if you want people to go home, I mean, that's what, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, the, that's the closer, dude. <laughs> or when I do uh, acoustic shows and I play a lot more covers of the acoustic shows, just mm-hmm. for grins and giggles. And they're all like, play empty glass. Like everybody in here will close their tab. They have their brain is wired. If they hear the empty glass, it's time to go home. Like, shit, call the Uber, you know. And there they go. I want to say hi to Joey Wells, man. I ain't seen oh, him in Joey. forever. He's a guitar god in this man, town, I'm man. A, uh, I met. I met. I think I met Joey actually a couple months after I met you several years ago. He was playing with a uh, Michael Player, but mm-hmm. he. Uh, he he came out to one of my open mics at Corner Pub. I'm like, hey Joey. Yeah. He goes, yeah, I'm here on a homework assignment. I'm taking a class, and they say go what go to a concert. Some oh. come to yours. I'm like, all right, thanks, man. man. So you're responsible for his grade. Yeah, How'd that yeah. work out for you there, Joey? It worked out, Joey. <laughs> uh, no, man. We used to back in the open mic days at Tuts. Joe, Joey would come out and play with everybody, and and he's been he's played with several of my friends. He sat in on a few of my shows, and. Uh, funny guy, good guy, plays yeah, great, I like him. great guitar, great guitar. Like that him. beard is epic. Is it still long? He had a long beard for the Man, forever. I don't, I don't remember. Was it longer? Was it not? The last long? time I saw him, he wasn't a daddy. That's how long oh, it's yeah. been since I've seen him. So this town, there's so many people around here that I, I miss just seeing all the time. We're used to just go to Tuts and and I know that there's a scene happening. And I'm just old and I got a family, so I don't go out. Mm-hmm. But um. But yeah, I mean, I just you, and then we'll we'll get to talk about him in a little bit. But Dan Scott hosted all these open mics. Dan God bless Dan Scott. He's the man, and uh, I, I just missed that whole that whole thing, man. When I was young and starting, and I was just like getting meeting everybody and yeah. jamming, and it was just about making music. It wasn't about anything else. Just making the music and. When I was 17, man, I was going to all those open mics and uh, meeting everybody. I was just a kid. I, and then you no got one, kicked out of one. Yeah, I, I got kicked out of several. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Man, I'd be all good till someone tried to sneak me a drink. I'm like, man, how, is it worth it? Is it worth is it? Is it worth it? Has it been a good night so far? <laughs> Can I go home content? <laughs> yeah, I'll take a drink. <laughs> Wait, Gone. who's up next? Oh, he's up next. Yeah, I can take a drink. I'll either be, I'll either need to be drunk for this, or they'll kick me out. Either way, I win. I, I stopped buying shots at my shows now. I stopped buying my band shots at the shows. If, it, if someone wants to buy us a shot, I'm okay with that. Right, right. But you know, I started saving money that way. But it turns out people like to see you drink for some reason. They, they, they enjoy it's the that. weirdest thing, especially at the Redneck Country Club. Oh, right. Oh, oh, so. Man. Has Michael come up on the stage with you guys during any of your sets down there? Not just yet, no. Okay, we'll wait for it. It's going to happen. And uh, Michael loves to not bring you a shot. Michael loves to bring you a glass of bourbon. Oh, man. And he insists. It's always good bourbon, by the way. I'm not putting down the bourbon. But he insists on you play, and he pours it down your mouth. Oh, wow. It's kind of weird to me. It's always been kind of weird. But... Whatever, Michael is Michael, and he can do what he wants. But trying to <laughs> like taking one shot, you can almost handle. But trying to drink, oh yeah, man. a drink on stage, and, and too? yeah, oh, and you're man. and you're trying to jam out and rock. And for some reason, when you're in that zone of rocking, because it's never a slow song, you know, it's yeah, a, exactly. You can't stop rocking. I don't know what it is. Like <laughs> you're sitting there and you're playing your guitar and you're jamming. And he walks up and you're trying to like. It looks silly when you can just stop and take the drink, exactly. but that's not good enough for us. I, I, I stop playing guitar all the time and just listen to my band. Like I'd rather just shake my butt or something, you know. Well, you all okay? So I, I've seen you a couple or a couple of your pictures where you have the vest on, oh yeah, and no shirt underneath. Those that, are that's, outdoor gigs usually. Yeah, I, those I try, are the outdoor gigs. I try not to flash. Out. Well, the band, my nickname for the band is the Ham. Mm-hmm. They, referring to my gut. Okay, I think it was like Thanksgiving last year. I was like laying on my back porch. And they're like, oh, there's the there's the Thanksgiving ham. Oh, oh no, that's the Christmas ham. And them since, bastards. <laughs> since when you're talking about Fred playing other instruments, Fred has a little squeaky pig that he plays now. Wow. And it's supposed to be representing the ham. Man, I saw I saw something. Maybe I dreamed it. Good job, Fred. That's that's yeah. brilliant. I don't want to say that I saw it somewhere else, but um, there's a there, somewhere I think there was a fake chicken or something that I saw being played one time, but uh, but no, when I saw you in the picture with the vest and no shirt, all, all I could think of was Kevin Russell with the uh, shiny God wrist. God bless Kevin Russell, man. <laughs> that is the entertainer extraordinaire. Like yeah. I wish I could get out of my own head enough to be able to just entertain. Like he's all in. I steal everything from him. I owe everything <laughs> to Kevin Russell. He's all in, and you you do do a lot of things. I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna go with you stole it. You do a lot of things though that I'm like, man, you're on the right track because you just entertain without. Like I I start getting into it without thinking, but then as I get into doing something crazy, I'm like, holy crap, people are probably looking at me going, what the hell is he thinking? And then I start getting in my own head and I can't continue on. Yeah. You got to be able to, to well, just... I was at uh, the House of Darion with Chris, with Chris Jermaine and uh, uh, I forget who was in the studio, who was in the studio, but it's like, uh, that's where like uh, Beyonce used to record her albums and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Really cool. And they have this huge uh, dancing room with mirrors and uh, that's where they all those you know, dancers mm-hmm. learn to do that and they look at yeah. themselves and I forgot I was passing by there and there was people dancing and I, I hear this I hear that the stupider you feel the better you look to the audience oh. and I'm, I'm hearing this as I'm walking by I'm like man that makes sense that's pretty cool because I see these you know these I'll go to Kevin Russell real quick. He does these little hand gestures, these these hand things. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm like, the oh, Phoenix. Man, and- yeah. That's so silly. That's so silly. <laughs> but it's so cool. It's so it's awesome so cool. to watch. Yeah. And I, it, once it took me it took me years to actually break away 
I mean, now I'll get on the floor and start like, you know, doing stupid stuff yeah. on the ground. I'll be jumping off of here or this or yeah. going in the crowd dancing. And then Fred, Fred, when Who's, he plays the Fred, accordion, by the way, says I should see you perform in a kilt. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> St. Patrick's Day at Labello's. You'll be able to see that. I bring out my kilt one, once a year, unless we're at the Renaissance. I used to work at the Renaissance Festival. Oh, okay. So that's so why. you got I'm, a good old kilt. Yeah, I got my yeah. good old kilt. But yeah, when and a chainmail thong to go under it. Shh, shh, oh, yeah. That, supposed to talk about spoiler that, alert. Dang it, it. You're supposed to go it, see that it. on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. How I have my phone charged and it's saying that it's charging, but it's saying that the battery's going dead too. So that's I'm just soaking in all the power. Yeah, you're you are you're soaking it all in. <laughs> Man, we, you boogie said Trey. I boogie. You yeah, boogie. I, yeah, I'm, I'm. I definitely know how to boogie. <laughs> boogie down. Boogie up. Boogie down. No, you. When I first started, I was. I'm very inspired by Crystal Dew, Garth Brooks, Damn and all those guys, and uh, I wanted to be those guys on stage, you know. And so I would do a lot of weird stuff and stuff that in a drunken stupor too. Cause mm-hmm. I really it happens. used to drink a lot and I would, <laughs> and that to me, it looked cool. It's the opposite of what you said to me. I thought I looked cool to the audience. They're like, what the hell is he doing? And I was actually playing at a show at firehouse saloon one time. Mm-hmm. And I had uh, a lot of people there that had become friends. They, they were fans first. They'd become friends. We just hung out together. And so their opinion had a little more weight to it, I guess. Yeah. And my wife's sitting there partying with them. And we get to, uh, we do a sublime medley where we do a bunch of rap songs. And I got to a part where we were doing uh, Funky Cold Medina. And I said, wild thing on my leg. And then I air humped. Oh, like, yeah. I, I humped <laughs> hard, hard. <laughs> and they all kind of looked at me at the same time without even talking to each other. And they just went. They just shook their head and like, never do that again. Never do that again. And so now I get to that part and I want to, like the spirit moves me to want to hump the air on that part. And I think about that now still. And that was like six years ago. But um, I get in my own head and, and I still bang on my drummer's drums. I still get up on the drum riser and do all that. But I'm getting yeah. a little older. I'm a lot fatter. Everything hurts. So yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I'm afraid that if I do that thing where I can lean back really far and play my guitar, I'm going to get stuck in like this <laughs> weird, <laughs> weird back half back bend position, uh-huh. and that wouldn't be good for anybody. Have we left any of the? Uh, have we left anybody out? Or have you? Just, uh, Don't believe we, so. We've left you out. Who are you? Yeah, me. I am. <laughs> Who are Caleb. you? Caleb. <laughs> And I just chunk rhythm. I'm a terrible guitar player, but um, I nah. shake, I shake, I'm pretty good at shaking my butt on stage. And I think there you that, go. That's that's what sells tickets, man. Chicks love guys that shake their booty. Look at Luke Bryan. Oh man. Oh no. <laughs> no. I just I just I'm ruined out. you. I'm <laughs> out. I'm out. <laughs> I just ruined it. Now he's gonna think of that every single time. <laughs> his vest is now gonna. His kilt now is gonna have uh, bedazzles on it and stuff. <laughs> No, no, it, people want to see people move. Nobody nobody came there to see somebody yeah. stand still. Yeah, I don't, and I can only rock the uh, just the vest thing with no shirt when it's really hot outside. I Because really then you're sweating, do... it glistens. Uh, yeah, yeah and, I got you. It looks like the, the hands show. glazed or something. The band always <laughs> says that. Yeah, yeah. You should do that for your uh, Thanksgiving ham. show. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Baked ham. That should be the title of one of your albums. <laughs> Baked ham. <laughs> Baked ham. <laughs> We turned his belly button into a bomb. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! Well, I was gonna I was gonna talk about the stage show, but I think we've we've already kind of got there. We you, you know you've got that you know, all have that look. Everybody on the on the stage, um, just when you look at them, they just 
they're performers. Everybody, yeah. you've got a really good group of people think, around you. Like, and Casey, like. I want to say Casey, he's the guy that looks sexy when he plays. I don't think I necessarily look sexy. I think I look fun. I look like I'm having a good time. Good time, yeah. People are in that, but he's, like I said, Mr. Smooth, you know, just getting it. Sarah, Sarah smiles. She just smiles and smiles and smiles. And she does a little, I think we, we, we sync up sometimes this little, you know, 70s little swing yeah. thing we, we yeah. do together when a little jam. I've seen y'all try that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes we sync, sometimes, not all the time. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, Fred's, all, Fred's always smiling and. Blowing the harp, cranking it, and he's he has a unique look. Oh yes, he does. He, he for sure has a unique look. And Sarah, um, gentlemen, if you don't know, and I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be sexist at all, at all. But I am gonna say Sarah is a badass bass player, but she also has these cool eyes. So when you look at her, you can't take your eyes off of her and her smile. So she uh, she definitely rounds out y'all's rough edges on the band on the oh, stage definitely. for definitely. sure. She, uh, you know, when I had a fiddle player in the band, it was always a girl, mm-hmm. and that my wife would be like that. Oh, she, finally, you got some something to rough up, round up the edges in the band. <laughs> I, like, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. You're supposed to think I'm sexy, but uh, anyways, I'm the sexy man in the band. So uh, let's get back on track again here. We're we're still on track as long as we're talking about you. So it doesn't really matter what. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm going there with with on track, but. Um, Let's go through y'all songwriting stuff. Have, are, is it a mix of do you write your own and the band comes in, or do you guys just kind of get together in the room? Y'all live in a house together, right? Yeah. Let's first, talk about. I mean, I've heard of those. Oh, but that gum. How could you not go become a tight, well gelled unit? It, and it's how we. It's how we did it. You know, yeah. the, the, there's on a. In the beginning, it was you know. None of so in the beginning we all like. Didn't really have jobs other than a couple of people's working two days a week, whatever. Mm-hmm. And really, no, if we're going to do this with the band, when we, when we got over just being this party band, we, when we had this vision of what the tomatoes could be, um, you know, there's, there's, there's seven days in a week, you know, and these pe- a lot of people work 40 hour weeks. Why can't we say we 40 hours in the jam room a week, you know? Right. And we don't do that as much anymore, but just because we're all, you know, playing all over the place gigging and it's, you know, I, I take the band away from their families so much as is i'd hate to do that even more uh but in the beginning man it was yeah every day practice every day practice and there wasn't there like there's no other right way to do things and it never really got it never turned it never got tedious like you guys wanted to be in there right i mean it's it's what you were doing exactly and in the the beginning when i when we were writing a lot of these songs i've i already written and they already played them with my previous band Mm -hmm. and we were like re tomato re like reamping them i guess yeah Throw a little bit more tomatoes on it. What's them. the verb for tomato fying something? Uh, you sauced it. Salt. And you can say sauced it. Yeah, we sauced, sauced it up a little it. bit. You know, yeah. like that. Is there a, is there a um, fan club name? It's Tomato Heads. Tomato Heads. Yeah. All right. I think I think in girls are Lady Maters. Lady Maters. Lady Maters. I, I think I'm getting the wrong visuals. I guess I'm a dad, <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm picturing Mater from Cars with a wig oh, on and. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, next <laughs> sexy spoiler on this tailgate in Fred's car. Fred was a tow truck driver for several okay. years too, and he has a l- the little mater, yeah. and it sits right next to the pig. There you go. So we have a little tomato. So there. maybe maybe in the future you can have some Mister uh, Tomato Head dolls oh, for yeah. <laughs> uh, for merch. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, we thought about getting like squeeze balls, like tomato squeeze oh, balls. Yeah, but then like people are going to throw them at us. 
Like it, it, it's gonna happen. But you know, we, you got to pick one of your fun songs that are just silly song. I don't know, just something that's not you're not gonna take yourself too seriously. And you yeah. make a video and have everybody just throw tomatoes at you guys. Oh, that would be so great. I, would, I forget who was else. One of the managers of the Redneck Country Club were talking about a uh, some uh, you know uh, some kind of benefit of some kind mm-hmm. to raise money. I'm like, how about throw throw the throw tomatoes at tomatoes? You know, like have yeah. a little. And then we want to have a, like a tomato slide, like. The, Put plastic down, mash up a whole bunch of tomatoes, and like slide oh, across. Oh yeah! I forget who I, who I was talking to about that at the Redneck Country Club, but that that'd be cool. I'd be up for that. <laughs> it would be cool. I mean, we got a watermelon festival, we got a rice festival, we've got. Yeah, where's the tomato festival, we need some, man? There's and I'm there might be one. Tomatoes lives matter. The tomatoes lives Keep matter. it, man. Well, but everything you want to do to a tomato takes its life. Yeah. So that's that's gonna not be good. Like, nobody just gets a tomato and says, I'm going to hold you and cherish you forever. It's uh oh, man, that's it's awesome. just the opposite of that. But I'm gonna eat you, put you in my belly. Yeah, I'm gonna slice you, julienne you, uh whatever. I'm gonna throw you out of band. You know, but if you like tomatoes then that's a compliment, right? I forget who in the band. Someone in the band doesn't eat tomatoes. Someone in the band doesn't like tomatoes. I don't, yeah. I don't know who, but it's pretty funny. Yeah. But now at every, at every like uh, every restaurant I go to, every you know fast food or something, or fast food place, someone says like, "Yeah, no tomatoes, please." And I'm always like, "What do you got against tomatoes? Huh? Huh? What do you got?" Maybe you should just ask. Are these homegrown? <laughs> if they're not homegrown, we don't want them. Don't you know who I am? Yeah. Well, my dad. My dad's always telling me that store bought tomatoes taste just as good. And I'm like, get out of here, Dad. Get out of here. <laughs> Store-bought tomatoes. Store-bought tomatoes. Hey, uh, Jesse Rob's watching. Jesse hey, yes, Rob Jr. I'm going to get Jesse, if you want, I want to get you in here one of these days, and we'll have a good old long conversation. Two, I think two years ago, I opened up for Jesse Rob, and actually, I still think I have your strap that you let me borrow, Jesse, if you're you all watching. <laughs> Jesse, it, if you're missing a strap, it, Caleb it, has I got it. it. I, yeah, two years ago, game on. Uh, man, well, it, was a, it, was a, it was a, yeah, St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, right. he. I didn't have a strap. He goes, "Don't worry about it. Here's this one." So you had a strap on under your kilt. Yes. Oh no, uh-huh. I, I didn't wear my kilt. I didn't. <laughs> 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 no, I didn't wear my kilt back then. I was still trying to do the straight cowboy thing. Oh, straight cowboy. Yeah, yeah that's better. And now I'm an open cat. No, <laughs> now kidding. we're broke back. Just kidding. So Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh man, I think uh, we're gonna take a break, collect oh, our yes. thoughts, play some good old Guy Clark music, Amen. and. Uh, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. Hey, thanks for everybody for tuning in. This is KTXF. You can listen to it on the TuneIn app. And uh, obviously, we're on Facebook Live, and we got a lot of people tuning in. So thanks, everybody, oh, yeah. for uh, for watching and supporting Caleb here and supporting this little radio show that we're trying to get going. But uh, anyway, we'll be right back in just a few minutes. Don't go anywhere. Yes, sir. Thank you. I was passing by a pawn shop in an older part of town Something caught my eye and I stopped and turned around I stepped inside and there I spied in the middle of it all Was a beat up old guitar hanging on the wall What do you want for that piece of junk? I asked the old man He just smiled and took it down he put it in my hand said, you tell me what it's worth, you're the one who wants it, tune it up, play a song, and let's just see what haunts it. 
So I hit a couple of chords in my old country way of strumming. And then my fingers turned to lightning, man, I never heard it come. It was like I always knew it. I just don't know where I learned it. It wasn't nothing but the truth, so I just reared back and burned it. Pick. Up and down the neck, man, I never missed a lick. The guitar almost played itself, and there was nothing I could do. It was getting hard to tell just who was playing who. When I finally put it down, I couldn't catch my breath. My hands were shaking, and I was scared to death. The old man finally got up, said, where in the hell you been? I've been waiting all these years for you to stumble in. And then he took down an old dusty case and said, go on, pack it up. You don't owe me nothing. And then he said, good luck. There was something spooky in his voice and something strange on his face. And when he shut the lid, I saw my name was on the case. Sunset and the smell of fresh cut hay. In a late night drive, makes me feel alive. A woman by my side, throttle open wide, dancing on the beach of a lake by moonlight. Still got a lot of country running through my veins. There's still a little dirt left on these roots. Some may call me country. Just keep on being me You can call it what you want was Raised on a small dairy farm Sun up to sundown Mom and dad worked their fingers to the bone 
learn how to work in the worth of my word, how to heal anything. Diesel and dirt and prayer and bailing wire fix everything. I still got a lot of country running through my veins. There's still a little dirt left on these roots. Some may call me country and other people won't. But I'll just keep on being me. You can call it what you want. Just the way it was growing up in the sticks When the horn blew three times It was time for dinner Now country folks say I'm citified And in many ways They're probably right But I haven't forgot who I am Where I'm from I still got a lot of country Running through my veins There's still a little dirt left on these roots they call me country and other people won't I just keep on being me You can call it what you want I miss the smell of a feed store Banging of a screen door Dogs hanging out in the shade of the front porch Sun tea, pine trees swimming in Sandy Creek All these things are part of me I guess there's still a lot country running through my veins and I love a little dirt on my boots some may call me country and other people won't I just keep on being me you can call it what you want yeah I'm happy just being me you can call it what you want
Cut and shoot blues, huh? Yes, Fred sir. knew that song right away. That's a good thing. Uh, you yeah, you Fred, want the people in your band to uh, to know that song. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Fred's the only one who actually lives lives in cut and shoot. I live on the edge of cut and shoot. My my house divides cut and shoot. Okay, and Conroe. you're more in the rip and tear area. Yeah, so my Conroe friends say I live in cut and shoot, but my real cut and shoot friends say I live in Conroe. Right. So I'm, I'm right on the edge though. But if you would go to my house, you would say it's in cut and shoot. Gotcha, gotcha. Well. Fred invited me to come over and use some of his power tools. Man, I was actually over there. He's all with the Grizz- Grizzly. Um, uh, yeah. Super nice. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. I need to come use some of it. But I'm trying to uh, get my own with for my woodworking business. Yeah. I'm doing everything with uh, cheap tools. but there's all, I'm, It's cheap tools, but the quality is amazing. I just have to work twice yeah, I'm as sure hard everyone, to get it. I'm sure everyone knows Josh, but Josh is a magician when it comes to woodworking. Oh, I know how to work some wood. I don't know if I want to get that out there. Though. <laughs> That might be the wrong impression. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say it so enthusiastically. Right. <laughs> but uh, let me work your wood. Let me let me work your wood. I was gonna call it Fuller's wood, and then I was gonna call it uh, effing wood, effing and, wood, and yeah, uh, morning wood. I had all kinds of dirty, and then I realized no, I want to have a high price point on my yeah. stuff, and so I needed to kind of to uh, uh, make it sound more elegant. So yeah. it's legacy woodworking. Elegant wood? No. Elegant wood. Oh, yes. <laughs> we have elegant wood. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. So we've known each other for a while. Um, yes, yes. Not always in a musical capacity. Well, I mean, music was the reason for it, but not mm-hmm. always musician-to-musician friendship. So yeah. uh, I'm terrible with dates and all that other stuff. I remember seeing your young face here. Okay, 
and I'll let Caleb say when it was because I have no idea how long ago it was. But we were playing a show at Papa's on the Lake. It may have been a benefit for like Fire Up the Bands or something, or it may have been an actual legit paid yeah, it, gig. It was there. a paid gig. It was the yeah. real show. That's right. It was a paid gig. Yeah. And uh, anyway, Caleb kind of pops in there and 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 he comes up and talks to me after the show. He's like, hey, I'm Caleb. I was like, hey, man, I'm Josh. He's like, yeah, man, good show. I was like, all right, thanks. And he goes, my dad really loves your music. And I was, I felt, never felt older in my life. <laughs> I was like, your dad? I was probably like 16, 17. That's man. the kind of thing that I would say to, that's the kind of thing I would say to like uh, Jimmy Buffett, you know, hey, my dad really loved Margaritaville and, and Cheeseburger in Paradise. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I mean, and, and I'm glad your dad had even heard of me at that point, yeah. you know, too. So I didn't feel old till I was telling the story later. But um, he heard about me through Michael Berry, yes, which we're going to talk about a, a, a common thread we have with him here in a little while. But um, so, yeah, so we, we met then at Papa's and then uh, you actually we met once at Tut's before at Tut's. OK, during open before, mic before yeah. you got kicked out. Yes. Move the mic closer to you or uh, or. Yeah. yeah, you can do whatever you got to do. You know how to work a microphone. What is this thing? What is this magical device? The last one I had had a spring in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, but yeah, and you were saying what the furthest you went and saw us was in Pearland. Yeah, uh, Leak City. Leak City. Yeah, is that, yeah. Is that, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's that's further. Yeah, you know, we measure things in hours and not miles here yeah, in Texas. Definitely, but, uh, definitely. So, yeah, but uh, that that Papa's gig, man, that was really that was my first. I think it was, yeah, it was my first r- real gig with my band. Yeah, um, we were the Southbound Saddle Bums at that time. Actually, we might have been. We were either string slingers or whiskey business or whiskey business ain't a bad name, dude. Yeah, but it turns out there was a ska band in Houston with like oh, yeah. a few thousand likes on Facebook already. Whiskey business, just a few thousand. Just yeah. yeah, maybe you can buy them out for a penny a like. <laughs> there, I'll buy your name for a penny a like. I could start paying people to like my ba- my my Facebook page like that. I'll give yeah. you a penny. <laughs> Shit, the hell's in that? But uh. How long after that was it? Uh, did you get to the homegrown tomatoes? When, when did homegrown tomatoes start? Like, what year did y'all get together? Last year. Okay, so last year is when y'all started really hitting it hard. Mm, it was because um, yeah, end of last year I was got out of those other bands. And okay, it all fell into place for me. And so then you met. You already knew some through all the probably all the open mics and everything else, but you met my friend Sarah. Yes, I yeah uh, Sarah yeah she she came and saw uh, yeah met her back at a uh, cat dad when cat daddy was doing the open mics on Thursdays. Okay. Still, um, hosted by Dan Scott. Hosted by Dan Scott. <laughs> yeah, I've been to many. I mean, I, I probably owe a lot to Dan Scott when it comes to all the people that I've met. Dude, Dan, Definitely. everybody knows Dan, yeah. and uh, he just talk about a poet. Yeah, that man, dude, Pearl Snap poet from hell, right there, uh, man. Dan Scott's the man. He is. I always, always had a special place for him. But uh, so so Sarah, uh, tell you were telling me the story of how she like, became your manager. Yeah, I, I was I was like trying to plan this far. I mean, never really been on the road before, other than when a weekend warrior gigs. But trying to plan all this tour, like to Colorado, and called a couple of venues, booked a couple of stuff, but it, uh, not paying very well. I had no big grasp of getting in a van and taking off, and you know problems that could happen with a van. This, the money wasn't there; it wasn't going to happen. Mm. And Sarah was like, "Caleb, you know, don't." Plant, you got to conquer Houston first. You know, you, you got Conroe. Conroe knows you. Anyone who goes and listens to music in Conroe has probably at least heard your name before, if not seen you already. Right. You got to conquer Houston. And she told me this one week. The next week, it was at the, oh, I was hosting open mics at Corner Pub. Still do. Uh, Monday night, open mic. You there know, you go. Come drink Plug a beer. Plug away, baby. Yeah. 
I'll try to play drums for you sometimes, but I'm a terrible drummer. So, <laughs> and he already told you don't ask him to play bass. Yes, yeah, I'll, I'll do I'll do my best. But um, yeah, she said uh, you need to conquer Houston next week. I'm like, hey, I figured out how I'm gonna conquer Houston. She goes, how? I'm like, you're gonna be my manager. Mm-hmm. She was like, and I, and her her dad, of course, is Dan Scott, and I know that she understands the business, and she has a lot of connections. She had a lot of connections that she wouldn't see his connections, she just saw his friends because right. she wasn't in this side of the business or inside the industry. She's just, yep. I mean, just buying the tickets and stuff like that. And uh, she uh, she said no. Next week I asked her, she said no. <laughs> Next week I asked her, she said why. I'm like, well, you're, you're, you're a very smart woman. Uh, the band respects you. And uh, there's there's a couple other reasons. She just sits in her shop all day on the computer and yeah, she, she needed owns, something to do. Yeah, she she <laughs> she has a shop at Main Street in Conroe, Cowtown, Colter. I think it's Couture, Couture, something. Yeah, Couture. It's, it has Man, all those weird. You signs took French on. and you Frenched it up I'm like I mean, Couture, Couture. <laughs> I always thought that word was Couture, but then again, I'm a redneck from New Waverly, so I thought it was Cowtown Culture. Too. I seriously thought it was Cowtown yeah. Culture oh, yeah. for a year. <laughs> And I looked, I'm like, oh, no, there's something else there's, in there. There's something missing in that. There's no L. Maybe the L's silent because, you know, L's are silent yeah. all the time. <laughs> so uh, well, so I've known, I've known Sarah a really long time. And back when I was doing open mics a lot, Dan Scott, like I went and sat in with a bunch of his. He was doing them out there at Town Hall, mm-hmm. Texas. And we would do uh, open mics with him all the time and – it was great, and sometimes Sarah would get up and sing songs with him. Yeah, we, we, we the got weenie Sarah. dog song. Uh, uh, my weenie dog. dog. That's such a that's such a great song. That's the only song that I got. I want to start playing in my band. My band's like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a great song. I encourage everybody out there to go uh, to go to iTunes right now. And oh wait, it's not even on iTunes. Go to Caltown Colter. Yeah, Couture. Couture. Uh, Main Street. You can pick, you pick up the CDs. There, there. you go. There you, you go. Pick up your CD there too. Oh yeah. I did bring some. I brought her five CDs a year ago. I'm glad to see they're selling. <laughs> I bought one if it makes you feel better. All right. That's awesome. <laughs> I got it for discount, though. Oh, man. That's, well, of course, but, you know, you're in. You got an in. That's okay. I could have given it to you for free. <laughs> hey, I want to say to everybody, though, that the first gig that Josh, my first big gig, I was with another band. Josh took a pay cut. In order to have us, because we were all under twenty one, mm-hmm. and no one at the bar was allowed over twenty one, right? For, for some reason, but you took a pay cut to make that somehow. I don't I, know. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what. Happy you did. to help. Yeah, I, I'm sure it was something in the moment. They're like, "Hey, dude, are you cool with this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, dude, yeah, I don't yeah, care. Yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. go for it, man." <laughs> but I'm glad it meant something to yeah. you. You know, it's cool that it, it it was. I'm glad it worked out too. I'm here. You're yeah, here, and we see each other again. Yeah. <laughs> so where all did y'all go in 2016? So Sarah kind of starts taking helping you doing some management. Yeah, yeah, we started and she starts, you know, booking shows and I it's all, I think it's always uh me when I was booking shows calling around, you know, I was always like book my band, you know, book mm-hmm. my band. We're worth it. We you know we yeah. we're worth this we'll, much we'll be money, the best band, yeah. You know this and that when I think she started calling people like I have this, you know, awesome band and I'm managing them right now or booking for them. I don't know. I don't really know how she do, goes mm-hmm. about it, but she was much better at emailing than I was. I Still learning to check my email every day. <laughs> She's checks hourly. My hour. bass player didn't get a a smartphone until like two years ago. Oh, so don't worry about it. He still had a flip phone. <laughs> Man, I could every, every phone I get, I break like almost instantaneously. So maybe flip phones are good for me. Yeah. But she started kicking kicking butt, and she was booking us San Antonio, Austin, Nacogdoches, 
and of course the Houston area, right. you know, uh, different joints. Uh, the Hideaway off Dunville, we, she got us in there probably like, you know, seven eight months ago, and we've been there. And every you month, guys, you, you guys know. were prepared fully to just bleed a little bit, get get out there and play yeah. anywhere, anytime for whatever you could. Yeah, l- luckily playing with the musicians I had in the band, they were all. Uh, understanding of you no know, we're not going to make a whole lot of money right mm-hmm. off the bat you know we're not we're still not making a whole lot of money it's uh and we're still like losing money having to drive to some gigs right well after but, this it, show they can move the decimal point to the to the left one, one exactly to the, no, to the right whatever <laughs> the, it is make it more money make That's more what. money yeah <laughs> bigger bar tab something help us out but uh well you know speak Everybody, most good bands did that. Like they bled and they just yeah. went and played music and they got their name out there. And speaking of Sarah, this just came to my head. So at Town Hall, Sarah had a birthday party, and I can't remember which birthday party it was. And Whiskey Myers came and played for her birthday yeah. for two hundred bucks and like a case of beer. A keg, it was a keg. <laughs> a keg of beer. Yeah, a few hundred. And we opened. We got to open for him that night. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And at the time, though, I was just like, uh, "Who?" You know, long-haired, loud uh, yeah. hippies. <laughs> well, no, I loved their music from the start. I really did. Now their band was much smaller then. They didn't have two drummers and and oh, yeah. uh, and two of everything really. The whole thing. Yeah, but they. Um, but they definitely had. They put on great music, and I think they just had an EP out, or they, yeah, because they had just, they had only been together for like a year, but they were just boom, kicking it, kicking it, kicking it, mm-hmm. and uh, and they were kind of doing what you guys. I mean, that's that's the path to success in musicianship, I guess. Oh, thank you, man. You got to get out there and just bleed for a while. Yeah, well, yeah, we we still bleed a lot, man. It's all in the, you know, we, we people when uh we get cut by a bar sometime you know like we thought we were making more money it's like gosh man mm-hmm. i gotta call somebody and borrow gas money <laughs> right you know it's yeah. like man it's, it sucks but see that's the good thing about a manager is that you could call your manager oh, and yeah, say she, hey yeah, she, you she better get <laughs> you be the bad guy and get our money because i still want to come play here again i want to be considered the cool dude so yeah well, handle that <laughs> yeah and having her there is always awesome yeah, she, she's she's our she's the golden tomato is what we call her. The golden tomato. Yeah. Have y'all gotten her a golden tomato for Christmas yet? No, but I gave her a pair of boots. Boots, okay, yeah. To stomp on the tomatoes. Yeah, right. golden boots though. Golden boots. No, I'm just kidding. No, it should be <laughs> golden boots with with little red tomatoes that go up the side. Yeah, Make that happen. Yeah. If anybody out there has a, a connection with the Anderson yeah, Bean Co- Boot Company, I'm looking for some golden boots. You know, golden boots with tomatoes on the side. That actually, you know, those would sell like hotcakes. I'm probably. But uh, I, I think so. I think that'd be, I think it'd be great, actually. So, um, oh man, both Sarahs are watching now. Oh uh, man, all the Sarahs back, back to back, they're ganging up on me. All the Sarahs. So I should feel like we should play some Sarah by Jefferson oh. Starship. Well, I want to say great. something that's crazy is my bass player's name is Sarah. My manager's name is Sarah. My bass player's boyfriend, his name is Caleb. He plays Ooh, for I'm Fort glad Camp. you didn't say his name was Sarah because that'd be awkward. Oh yeah, well, I call him <laughs> Sarah sometimes. They're, they're, they're uh, Salab or what? never mind, I'll stop that. Sarab, Sarab, something. No, that sounds too much like Arab, and we don't need it. We don't need to but have when all we're that. all together. Someone will say Caleb or say Sarah, and like everybody, just the whole group. <laughs> the whole group looks. <laughs> there was one point in my life where I had friend like two Joshes that were friends, and so it was that way. It's just Josh, what? And I for a couple of years there was another Josh that lived at our house. His family stayed with my family for a mm-hmm. while. And so it, it turned into Big Josh, Little Josh, and it turned into whatever. But yeah, it was always confusing. Yeah, our manager is Big Sarah. That's what we call her. Big Sarah. It's Big Sarah. Big Don't mess Sarah. with Big Sarah now. Good thing she's not big. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> she's the heart of a lion. She, she's she's uh, 
whatever. She's perfectly proportioned, Sarah. <laughs> perfectly Not, proportioned, Sarah. <laughs> go talk to perfectly proportioned Sarah over there. <laughs> That's what happens when you do this stuff on the fly. You oh, don't man. have time to prepare. But um, but anyway, so all for it. So 2016 was good. Y'all started getting really in there, and then 2017, man. I I mean, obviously, I I tried my best to watch my friends' Facebooks and mm-hmm. interwebs and social medias and all that stuff. And you guys have gotten to play some places that I wish I could play, and I haven't ever gotten a chance to play. So uh, let's just talk some of those some of those oh, yeah, bucket she, list places. Where man, did you she play? got us into Saxon Pub. In Austin, which was that, I mean, guy. I was talking to the, the owner. I forget his name. A wonderful gentleman, but we were talking, and he he asked me, "Homegrown tomatoes?" That a guy Clark reference. I'm like, "Yes, sir, it is." And I always love, always love when someone calls me out on the guy Clark thing, right? Which is like because I don't sound like guy Clark. My music doesn't mimic anything guy Clark. Mm-hmm. I hope someone you know kind of kind of feel it in my but writing. But still, you're throwing but, him. A, you're throwing oh, him yeah. this like honorary bone thing that yeah, it's like yeah when you when you search home, caleb and the homegrown tomatoes I, I google still brings up guy clark homegrown tomatoes there you so go forever forever you know, all right or i hope forever you know google don't screw me here hopefully guy clark and then caleb yeah and i'd be I completely okay with yeah hopefully, of course you would Who, you, you can play second fiddle to well i don't know you can't play bass and maybe you can't play fiddle but yeah <laughs> but but yeah, that's not a bad that's not a bad thing at all, man. And um, you know, eventually, world maybe I don't know. It's good to be associated with, yeah. him for sure. So he called me on the guy Clark thing, and I was uh, he was yeah, a guy used to sit right where you're sitting, drink a beer with me right here. And I'm like, oh, this is so cool, played that stage, you know. And wow, that that was awesome. And Green Hall, man, Green, I had I had probably f- roughly forty people from my family show up. I want to say who'd never seen me before. Who, oh, who drove yeah. in from Dallas? Who drove in from Corpus? Who drove in from just uh that tells you, know, you all how over. big of a deal that place is and to we, people. We didn't play on the big stage, we played on the ground. Yeah in front of everybody. But, but they don't care. Yeah, it's, it was Kayla's freaking playing Green Hall, everybody, yeah, you man. know. And that was I don't I like my my grandma came out, which is she sent come out to a couple shows, um, which is awesome to have, you know, my grandma come out. And she brought she brought her sister who had it never leaves the house, and her mm-hmm. sister brought all that f- side of the family. So it was just really cool. Like I, they all see me play guitar on Thanksgiving and Christmas and birthdays throughout the years. You know, yeah. just campfire in it or dinner table in it. But now they see me over here at Green Hall. The whole experience at I Green walked, Hall. Remember the fir- right first song? I walk up to the microphone. And I just I started crying. I'm like, turned around real fast. I'm like, Bring yourself together. I just had a, a super <laughs> Get it together, man. Yeah, super spiritual <laughs> feeling, man. I'm like, okay. And then I turn back. I'm like, okay, we're starting with family. I'm talking battle list. So I started singing my, our song, Family, which is yeah. on the EP. And uh, get the EP. Yeah, get the EP. Spotify, iTunes. I not. I mean, you can get listen to us on Spotify at least once a month. So we got the monthly listeners. But buy it on iTunes, so, so you at least get half of but, it. Yeah, but buy it on <laughs> iTunes. Yeah, yeah, at least get half of it. The <laughs> the analogy I was using was I have that funny song hard on that I do. Yeah. And if a hundred people are at that show and a hundred people want to walk out and hear it one more time on the way home and they stream it, I make five cents. <laughs> <laughs> but if yeah, they just go buy it, it. <laughs> you know. Then I could then I could make yeah. fifty bucks. So that's the, that's the difference between streaming and downloading. But it's just it's hard to keep up with the changing times. Or just go buy the dang CD from them. Yeah, from them. that's the best. That's, that's the, the best. best. Give them cash. Give them cash. Buy merch. We we've talked about that a thousand times, but yeah. it's true, man. It's the only way we can really make a good living. Especially Caleb out here. He's got diapers to buy for his band members. I know it's and terrible, man. It depends. It depends. I mean, they they don't take breaks on stage. They have to yeah. have uh, adult diapers when they play, especially yeah. under that kilt. Especially under the kilt, man. <laughs> especially under the kilt. You, yeah. 
Actually, no, going to the restroom with the kilt's always great. It's just very easy. Right. Very easy. Right. The, but, uh, uh, so then what else, what else have you done before? I know you had a, a pretty cool moment with yes. the Redneck Country Club, and we're going to get to more of but that yeah, after Sarah the break. Sarah got us over to Belize, man. That was crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sarah, you got to Sarah do some got like a stamps on the passport. Yeah, it was crazy. A couple, it was, I forget who in the band. It was, a, someone, it was someone in the band. It was their first time flying, and a like, couple of people in the band had to go get passports because they never left the country before. Right. I've got to leave. Uh, I think it was once before this. I got to go to Korea, but At least super cool. But. At least all your people in your band were allowed to leave the country. You know, that would have been pretty awkward. <laughs> yeah, uh, Caleb <laughs> actually can't make it because half his band is not allowed to leave the country for the next six months. <laughs> yeah, that would have been rough. <laughs> it could happen. I'm sure it has happened. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it has. And, uh... <laughs> but yeah, she, we got to go over there and that was really cool to experience. Yeah, I bet. All of that. I haven't done an overseas thing either. I've, I want to. There's a lot I still want to do, you know, mm-hmm. that I just. You still can, man. I'm like, how come I haven't done this yet? Like, dang it. I put all this effort into it. Why haven't I done it yet? And it's, uh, it's uh, whatever. It is what it is. Well, we, well again, we didn't make, uh, when we went over there, we were supposed to play several shows, but a tropical, thund- like several more shows than what we did, but a tropical thunderstorm happened. So cut all the pay <laughs> for all of that. And, uh, so I think we we only came that's back. A, I bet that's their excuse. That's like they're like, hey, not, go no, ahead, not enough people know? came and paid the cover, man. We got to cut you back. I only had one bar do that to me. Oh, only man. one bar was like, uh, yeah, so only half the people we thought were coming didn't come or came. So we're not paying you what we guaranteed you. And I was like, okay, well, good thing I have this thing called a contract. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you are paying me. <laughs> so... But yeah, that was that sounds so uncomfortable, man. But to be overseas and not get your money would be kind of yeah, weird. yeah. It was some, some a couple tr- uh, trifling times for yeah. sure. Um, but all in all, it was an ex- excellent experience. I would love love to do it again. I'm sure we're going to do it again. Yeah. They, they, uh, the resort there kept in contact with us. That's cool. So there's a resort down in um, Cancun, and I can't even remember. Everybody's been there, so it's the one you're thinking of. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and they have, they have bands go down there every year. I know Brie Bagwell and all of them have gone on there and done shows yeah. and, uh, Junior Gordon went and did one. I want to do that one so bad, but I think the deal is you kind of, I don't know. I haven't talked to my buddies, but I think what the deal is you go down there, they let you play on their stage and then they give you a coupon code for your friends to come and you know, Hey, oh, cool. so, uh, but we went for a wedding and it's amazing. I just can't, it's like five words long. I can't remember the name of it, but it's really cool though. Hmm. But I would I would love to go do a show down there just so I could have the vacation. Yeah, you know? and, that, and it, we definitely had to work, but a lot of it was vacation, especially with like okay, no shows for the next two days because of the tropical thunderstorm. Oh, well, hey, well, looks like I'm on this beach. Yeah, <laughs> you know? in this tropical. I hadn't even heard of a tropical thunderstorm before, but it's it is what it is. I one of those nights, man, we were playing. It was a beautiful sky, big stage. We had like our backs were to the the ocean. It's just beautiful, and then within. Point five seconds, oh, massive oh, amount of rain man. comes down, and we're just and luckily while we were down there, there was a whole bunch of uh, I think it was 150 uh, Queen soldiers down there. So all these guys from England and Wales and Scotland, they were all over there, and they helped us out and grabbed all of our help helps grab all of our equipment, bring it in. Sweet, real because it, it it was, it was pouring quick. fast. Yeah, we. Were, and honestly, while we went down there, they said that they would have amps for the band. 
they didn't have any amps for the band. They had a, a, a just a, a PA that didn't barely worked. What the hell? Uh, it was like, oh. You guys man. realize I can't just like run back to the house uh, and yeah, get it. You yeah. know? There's not a mu- <laughs> okay, the, the music store in town has nothing. You know? Oh and my god! It was. Yeah. So I have a similar story to the thunderstorm story. And that was, uh, there's been this long running joke that a song that I wrote for a friend of mine who passed away called Texas thunder was a curse. And that when I would play the song, it would rain no matter what. And actually you saw it happen once. You may not remember it, but we were playing in Shiner, Texas for Shiner days or Shiner festival or something Mm -hmm. like that. And this just, just cemented the fact that it was a curse. We're playing there. It was the biggest drought they had had until recently when we had all the wildfire droughts. So it was a few years before that. But it was the biggest drought that they had had. And it was, everything up there was just bone dry. And we're on a uh, flatbed trailer, and we're playing drum, playing, uh, playing full band. And the drummer had uh, was a fill-in drummer, and he had plastic drums with triggers. It was, <laughs> it was different. It was unique. But, they were, but we had the full band up there. And we start playing Texas Thunder, Clear Blue Sky, Boom. Lightning yeah. strikes probably less than a mile away because it was like a flash and a boom. And then just like in the movies, like a flash, a boom, and then downpour. And we luckily my trailer was still kind of parked next to the stage. It still took us probably five minutes to get all that crap off yeah, the stage. And how how it all still worked, I don't know. But it really cemented the fact that, yep, that song is a curse. And my band will not let me play outdoors. Yeah. If, if we're doing an outdoor show, it's not even allowed to be on the, the set, set list. <laughs> so um, we were when we played. Um, what was that event we did at Southern Star? Uh, it was, that or was, was, was a car not, show, I believe. Was that a car show? No, that one was a barbecue thing. Uh-huh. Right? Am I the right place? Right? I'm Southern at Southern Star. Star. Yeah. I frequent Southern Star a lot. It's Southern Star that we were at, and uh, but, great place, great place. Great you guys people. played after us we were the first band i think okay yeah y'all played before us i think yeah and so then later that night we were playing and it was a clear day you you were there yeah and i told the story on stage before playing the song and it happened and while we're playing it we can see water dripping off the sides of the tent over our head i was like are you kidding me dude (laughs) like it was a perfectly clear day like we were out of the i mean ah But it, it's still though. I, I have can't a song help. I don't play anymore. Call wish it would rain. Yeah. I have a song I don't play anymore. Yeah, similar. So weird. So weird. But I don't know. Maybe there's a spiritual connection there that I. To but music may- and the weather, man. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. The Indian- Hire me if you need. If you have a drought. Like, <laughs> the, the Indians just like rain dance and stuff, right? You true. Know? I'm sure, true. they were singing. True. Well, and there's Apache in my lineage, so maybe, uh, maybe I just and it was a it was a witch doctor at that, so possibly. Hey. I'm connected. Somehow. Granddaddy witch doctor. That'd be a hell of a song. That would be a hell of a song. My grandpa was a water witch. Oh man! So he could take the stick thing and just walk around and and find the water. But it has some kind of weird magnetism thing. He couldn't wear watches. His watches would actually go backwards when he put them on. And some I got some of that where I can't wow. really wear a watch. And technology around me dies soon. Like it's not. I don't make it go backwards. But I kill stuff that touches me. Isn't I think weird? I have that too, man. All my phones die really fast. Like yeah. I'm telling you that. Yeah. So, but dropping them it. and cracking them is different. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> That's just clumsy. <laughs> well, I'm a really nice guy. I only release my anger via phone. Oh, and I, don't, I got you. I don't you. yell at my phone. I just throw it. Right. And you don't hit it. You just push your thumb on it really uh, hard. Uh, That's the, the down. They, they need to have a function on a phone that you can get the old satisfaction of just slamming the phone down and hanging up on somebody where you get like the little yeah. bell ring, like, you know, mm-hmm. 
They don't. They need to have it where if you slam your phone down, that sound plays just like a. I'm out of here. <laughs> Done. Know? This is bullshit. And uh, yeah, that'd be fun. I'd, I'd do that. It'd be awesome. I'd, I'd buy the phone. That'd be a phone I could hang out with. Maybe we can make an app together. That'd be good. No fuller tomato app. <laughs> <laughs> oh my one. goodness gracious! So, uh, so Green Hall was awesome. Uh, that whole town, that whole area is obviously awesome. Mm-hmm. If anybody that knows, loves Texas music or just travels Texas knows yeah. that we were up there not very long ago. And it was just one of those days where there was so much going on. Every, every stage in every area just kind of had something going on, you know, and it was just so cool. And I haven't played anywhere up there, but I did get to play in dripping Springs, dripping Springs for a nice. songwriting festival. Oof. And, um, that whole town shuts down for this one festival. There's six venues that participate. So six stages, and it's a four-person round. You play one-hour show, one-hour and 15-minute show, four-person round. You play three shows a day. So you play this bar, and then you go down to this one, and then you go down to this one. And then the people come in from all over, and there's at least 100 people at each stage. Oh, wow. That's a lot of fun. Every man. one of them are just watching and listening. They're not talking. They're clapping at the end of the song, but they're paying attention to the songs. And, and there's so many different types of people. You have people that are just so lost in there, and then you have people that are like country, and then you have um, even the – I always get his name wrong. But even the dude from Nashville that wrote Dibs and uh, for uh, Kelsey Ballerini, he was there. Um, there was, like, I mean, just all these people from all different kinds of genres. It was such a cool experience. But the whole town shuts down, and it's just that area of the world is just so cool. Like, just music mecca from oh, New Braunville's on, you know? But um, it's really neat, really neat. So I do want to talk to you about... Um, Redneck Idol, RCC, oh, yeah. and all that. that good stuff. But we're gonna before we do that, we'll uh, play some more music and take a break. And uh, there was a we were talking about Mr. Dan Scott earlier. Mm-hmm. So uh, ah, I'm play Dan Scott one now. So I think when we when we take our break, we're gonna play a little Dan Scott song right here. So uh, hang in there, everybody. We'll be back in just a little bit. Don't leave me. <laughs>
daddy and daddy gave to me And they tell me how to shoot with a steady hand I guess that's something you don't understand
and streaming my whole computer's wackadoodling on me. <laughs> At I least fl- you still have us here on the Facebook Live, folks. But I think the uh, hopefully the, the show is doing okay over there on the TuneIn app. I shouldn't have flex- flexed my muscles. I knew I shouldn't have. Yeah. It, you know, it's too much awesome for one room. Way too much awesome for one room. And, you know, I turned these earbuds up so that everybody could hear on the, uh, on the phone. Now they're really loud in my ears. Oh, man. So, um... All right, so let's get to uh, at least what looks like to be the biggest event of 2017, and that is the RCC Idol. Yes, sir. That was a that was a cool deal. So before we get into yours, I'll do a little shameless talking about myself here. So only because it's cool because I I, I think I see where. I don't know where you're at now because I was kind of there in a way with, you know, Michael challenged me, Michael Berry challenged me on um, Twitter to write him a theme song. And I did. And then next thing I know I'm doing his house and doing house parties and he's telling his friends about me and he's talking about me on his radio show mm-hmm. and we doing, we're doing these shows together and I'm like, dude, this is, <laughs> this is awesome. Like, um, this is what I was meant to do, you know, yeah. play play House of Blues for like 2,600 people with, and doing it with, with all kinds of cool, cool people. And um, and then he opened the RCC, and I got to play the outdoor stage. I got to play the indoor stage. I got to open for all my heroes. I opened for Charlie Daniels there. Yeah, I got to see you. Uh, I saw, I went there on your first time at Rennick. There was your birthday. Okay. Uh, outside. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't get in because I wasn't 21 again. Yeah. And um, we had a, we had a talk. I forget who we talked to, but my dad. And then my 
I we went over to you and you're like, oh yeah, he's cool. Yeah, so <laughs> he's like, cool, oh, man. Yeah, let, him cool. let him in. I kind of vaguely remember that night. It was my birthday after all. I remember my uh, keyboard player bought me a what was it, Corey? Dad Gummit? <laughs> I remember. I remember him. Give, I remember it. it remember him hold. Well, I, I'm trying to remember it too because I, I was there. Yeah, I remember it was it was a thing. It was a thing. <laughs> it yeah. was heavy. Are you listening, Corey? It was uh like an old like recorder, like maybe I don't know. Oh man. Anyway, he bought it and it was junk. It was junk to begin with, and then he tried to. He was like handing it to me, and then he faked and he threw it, and it landed on the floor. Yeah, that was the thing. And they that put a chip the... in the floor. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was. They teased me that they were gonna bill me for the repair of the floor. <laughs> oh really? I'll, yep. I'll, I'll be on that floor this Thursday and playing the outdoor stages. All right, man. The outdoor stage is where it's at, man. And then he, but then he made up for it and he gave me that uh, a cool guitar yeah. that the band pitched in for. He bought it himself. But uh, <laughs> but, but no, Corey's a Corey's always a good gift giver. So but no, so yeah, I mean, I got to do all that stuff and Michael talked about me and uh, I remember when we first started talking, he texted me and said, uh, I, um, I want to mentor you, but I want to let you know it ain't going to be easy. And you're probably going to be mad at me and hate me a lot, but you know, I'm going to teach you a lot too. And uh, so are, are you ready for, are you willing to basically go through the gauntlet and all this other stuff? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, man, I'm in, whatever. I love your show, you know? <laughs> and so, uh, so then he did, he started mentoring me and, and uh, all those things happened. And I learned a lot from a lot of mistakes and I learned a lot from him through his experiences just with business in general and, and, politics and all those things that he's been involved in and uh and got to do a lot of really cool stuff so i'm excited to see that you guys did this contest and i'm anxious to hear from you how it felt what what the process was and also what you guys are gaining like show them what they've won like let me uh i want to hear all about it because you know i only get what i see on on the facebook when i'm when i'm actually looking at it and uh so Tell us, RCC, what happened? Well, we were actually in Belize when we got the news that we made it to the final 14. So um, I forget how many ton, no, bands all over Houston tried to get in, into this competition. Then mm-hmm. uh, 60 were looked at seriously, and then out of the 60, 14 were taken. And we each had a 30-minute slot, either outdoor stage or indoor stage. Okay. And um, so uh, a lot of the bands that were just spectacular bands, you know. I... Uh, that's that's a really good um, turnout for the first time somebody's doing something. Imagine that, like, if you were to say, "Hey, I'm gonna have a talent show," you know, how many people would actually come and participate? But mm-hmm. you do it at probably the best venue in Houston, and then you have it with with Michael, who's got the biggest voice in Houston, and all of a sudden, boom, you got all these bands that want to be a part of something like it's brand new. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Yeah, it was you know, it was awesome. Uh- we and we played. We put on a hell of a show, and then we got called. Nine got called back for their own personal Thursday night there, and uh, you so voted yeah. judges' favorite too. Yeah, we yeah show. we won it. Yeah, that that, that did happen that too. Did so happen. we automatically got to open up for somebody else, mm-hmm. and we got to open up for Cody Canada and The Departed, and that was one of my dreams. Dude, uh, Cody man, that's, is so cool. Cody is so cool. Man, Anybody who has trash to talk about Cody, I, I've never seen it. I've, you, he's just maybe nothing. in the younger days that there, yeah, cause there I was, remember. you know, and I've been around long enough to hear both, both versions of Cody. 
as far as what people talk about him. But now you don't. I don't find anybody speak, speaks ill of him. Yeah, he's, he's just nothing he's but so great cool. to us, man. Yeah, so cool. I ran into him just. Like I walked into a Main Street Crossing one day. I didn't know he was playing. I saw a bus out there. It had the OKU sticker on or mm-hmm. license plate. And I walked in, and I, I walked, and I saw Cody, and I was like, oh, hey, Cody. He goes, man, what's up? How how you been since RCC? Like, he knew. You yeah. know, and I was like, that's pretty sweet, dude. And he's just a cool guy. I was like, oh, we don't want to interrupt. I know you guys are kind of getting in the zone. He's like, oh, we're cool, man. Just hang out. And I didn't even know Mike McClure was sitting there. I didn't know what he looked like. So oh, my, I, like, no, uh, I got to uh, – I got to – Jam with Mike one time. Uh, he, like, so my dad introduced him mm-hmm. to me. Mike's one of my favorites, but uh, Dime Bag, a song that Cody uh, Cody plays with Mike. Or mm-hmm. I think they wrote it together, or something like that. And I got yeah. to play it with uh, Mike. That's sweet. and then I at, on purpose uh, when we opened up for Cody, I started when I was checking my uh, guitar sound check. I was doing my guitar and vocals. I was singing Dime Bag. <laughs> and the sec- their second song of the set that night was Dime Bag. Awesome. And that was. <laughs> That's very cool. That was it. I always jokingly, whoever I'm opening for, play a little bit of their song during oh, soundcheck yeah. just to just to see. Especially like Corey Morrow is the best because there's so many of his songs that start and you know instantly like what song it is or that mm-hmm. it's that it's his song. Same with same with Ragweed, but that's the thing is like I don't know what's a Cody song, and what's a Ragweed song, so yeah. I don't mess with that at all. I don't want to get involved. I do know that he will not play Boys from Oklahoma. He won't, man. He won't. <laughs> I know, and that's the only reason I know how to play harmonica is because that song. So, <laughs> all right, let's get back to. Uh, um, so yeah, so yeah, we got judges pick. Down. Yep. We got judges pick. That was really cool. And then nine bands, and we had to. Uh, I think it's like a like a SpongeBob reference. I forget what episode it is, but Patrick's like we have to take this town and put it over here because we had to get Conroe, bring Conroe to. Oh yeah, Stafford. So and y'all we, were being judged on how many people came to your how show. How many people came out? Your alcohol. Yeah. I knew we were gonna have alcohol sales because I, all of our fans and <laughs> yeah, they have the long nights. They with drink. Us. They drink. And they, uh, promotion, social media promotion, and this promotion. So I decided we're gonna have our CD release party there. Mm-hmm. Our first, you want to buy the first Caleb and the Homegrown CD, be there. Right. We did that. We shuttled a bus. Yeah, y'all got a limo bus to. And not a limo. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a limo bus. It was a pretty. It was this a is a theater size. of the mind. It was a. The, it, was yeah. a it was a limo <laughs> bus. No, it, well, pretty much. But yeah, it's a shuttle bus. My girlfriend was bartending on the bus. We got right. Southern Star donated donated oh, us a lot sweet, of beer. Sweet. Don't, we need God to get. I, I want Southern Star to actually sponsor this show so that they can have beer for all my guests. Oh, that'd be cool. That uh, would be cool. I, I could talk to somebody about that. But uh, the Conor Americana Music Festival people they sponsored some stuff uh, corner pub they sponsored they helped us out with this bus and then they we got a got enough people there and brought enough people yeah we brought enough people we uh, had the um promotion side of things and we sounded great right you know and it was just a it was one of my favorite shows that i've ever put on personally because i knew that i brought like 70 people mm-hmm. an hour away hour and a half away and from conroe when i saw the uh kind of the, the the breakdown of how everybody was going to get judged to the ultimate win and i saw the bringing people and you had to do it nonetheless on a thursday night yeah there, that i was, was hard. i was cringing going man like wow can you make it any harder but hearing you talk about how you did it i get it in the contest form i totally get it now like looking at it from from a non-musician way like looking at it from like a michael berry way where he's he's wanting to to, to mentor people and help people out. Basically you had to prove that you would work hard enough 
to come up with a way to be outstanding compared to the other bands. And I'm not taking anything away from their talent or I don't even know what the numbers were. If it was close, I don't know, but he, you had to prove that I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get people to a show. I can get sponsors. I can get people to buy into what we're doing and believe in us and help us and whatever. So you guys really put it all together in one package and like you wasn't just coming and playing a show on Thursday and hoping people showed up. You guys put a lot of effort into getting those people there. It's kind of like getting people to the polls. You're like, yeah. oh, I'm going to drive around, pick you up. Hey, man, what are you doing tonight? You're coming to a show. Get in the bus. You know, yeah. it's that's it, it shows a lot about not only the fact that you can put on a good show and play, play your instrument. It shows that you're w- willing to work hard to get those people to the show and mm. keep them there. So it was a, that's an important step, and I didn't think of it until you were explaining to all those things that you had to go through to get people there. It was it's cool. It's a cool thing that y'all y'all, I mean, y'all really put every effort out there that you had to to get those people there. Yeah, uh, and God bless them all for showing up because it would have been much different if they didn't. You know, we, we're mm-hmm. very happy to have the fans that we do. I don't call them fans; I call them friends, and I have yeah. that in a song. I've always I've, I've never been able to call people fans. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know just, why. Maybe because there's not thousands of them. <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, that's good. That could be it too. Maybe those problems will come one day. I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe it's because it's awkward to call five people. In my <laughs> right. case, your fans, but it's uh, more awkward to try to claim that you have two thousand friends that just showed up to see you. So yeah, um, yeah. Maybe it's just about sheer numbers. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it, all right. So that, what? And uh, we ended up winning. Uh, I mean, Morgan McKay band. I was really scared that she was going to win. I haven't gone on record and said that, but I was pretty. You were nervous. I, I was nervous. She and had I, just sweating. I, I love Morgan McKay. I love her music. I've oh gone, yeah, I've she's gone great. With her. She's awesome. Um, and a uh, band and Hancock band. Uh, th- those guys are really great. I believe that was a second and third place. They and every and, and I forget. I think all the top three got to all open up for somebody at the mm-hmm. RCC. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. Like Michael. So who'd you open for? You guys, Cody Canada, and yep. then Jason Bolin. And those are my two man. I, I the, Cody Canada, you can thank me for. Oh yeah, yeah, because I was. Uh, that was the same week uh, yeah. I was going to the Dripping Springs Songwriting Festival, and so they'd ask if I'd play for Cody Canada, and I was like, oh, of course. And um, well, no, Dripping Springs Songwriter Festival was one that you have to submit for, and you don't get the answer back for a couple months, right? They have mm-hmm. to go through all of it. Same thing, kind of like the RCC Idol, where there's a whole bunch of people that want to in, and only a few people get in, and. The same day that they contacted me and said, hey, can you play the RCC and open for Cody? I was like, yeah, my schedule's open. That's the same day that they came back and said, okay, you're in. And I was like, ah, so I had to like email them right back. Like, wait a minute. I can't do it. I hate to do it. I can't be flaky. But I, you know, this is, it was a three day thing. If you couldn't make one day, you couldn't couldn't do any of them. And so unfortunately, Normally, I don't swap one gig for another, but it was just one of those weird ways the world lined up to where two things that I was wanting to commit to popped up at the same time. And so, uh, so yeah, I, I said I couldn't do it. And then the next thing I know, um, I'm thinking Sarah posted it or texted me or something. But anyway, you guys are playing. And I was like, sweet, that worked out perfect because yeah. you guys were in the running for that whole thing. Uh-huh. And, uh, I think that was even before it was announced. Yeah, that was before we won it. That was our judges pick uh, trophy, I guess. Yeah, so that worked out great, man. Then you got to open for Boland, which I was really jealous of. Because the last time I opened for Boland was, man, years ago. I mean, at Tumbleweed, Texas. And yeah, it was. (laughs) but he was really cool to me. It was just a short conversation. I'd love to shoot the crap with him now. 
He's yeah. funny on Twitter. He watches Disney all the time. I'm like, what are you tweeting about Disney Channel, dude? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sitting there saying that while watching Disney Channel with my kids. So I'm not hating. I'm just saying we're kindred souls. We're kindred souls. All right. So what do we win? Yeah. When we did, uh, and it was really cool. We had our, so that was our September 7th, I believe is when we played at Redneck Country Club. And then that was our CD release party in October 9th, I believe it was. or Yeah, October 9th was going to be our CD release party in Conroe at our home base, right. the Corner Pub. And they uh, that's when the results were. Ah. Uh, so we so had, you had to cancel that show to go no, to the No, we award. found an opener and showed up late. That's right. I remember watching. And we, Dude, it, I was watching y'all's progress religiously. It was weird. <laughs> it should have been a TV show because I was tuned hey, in. We think it could be sometimes. <laughs> Oh, I, yeah, I, I'm still trying to get my full band in here to do this show with me because I think it would just be a riot. <laughs> it would, it's the things, but it, we, we have to do a late night show. We can't do a middle of the day show. There's too many dirty talk and jokes and cuss <laughs> words and people get naked. But, um, so, so what was, uh, who were some of the sponsors of the, uh, RCC show? Yeah, well, we, uh, we got, idol? we got a photo sh- part of what we won. Uh, Ray Keeling, their photographer mm-hmm. over there. He He's shot, awesome. Great yeah, guy. I love Ray. He's, um, he did a photo shoot over there and that was really cool. Uh, I think it was Leonetti graphics. Mm-hmm. Leonetti. Yeah. They donated, uh, a thousand dollars worth of merch. Sweet. And is that up, the shirts that I just saw yeah, y'all the, the other day? And really cool. They, they, we went over in our budget and ended up costing like $1,300 mm-hmm. and they're like, don't worry about it. All so right. that they, 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 there was a solid, honestly, great, great people. Um, and what was, uh, we're doing a live out. Al- we're cutting a live album right now. Mm-hmm. We already recorded, uh, one show. We're going to record one more show. Okay. So kind of do it kind of like comedy. Do, com- comedians do it where they record two shows and then they, they're able to take the best of both. Yeah. That and, uh, the, uh, I think it was, I forget who, who was behind the board and they had an idea to record it this other, a different way. Mm. To have like maybe I don't know I'm not a the super live tech guy. Re- live recording is not easy at all. Yeah, they're they're, they're like we, they could have done something different. So I was like, well, let's just do it again. Then they're like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> Hopefully, okay. this ain't our last show here. I mean, we did just win the freaking <laughs> idol yeah. championship, so you're gonna have us back. Like, yeah. And our, uh, Michael Berry gave us a twenty five hundred dollar check, which is cool. And oh, it that's was, really it was, sweet. Like, gave one of the big, big old checks. Big old checks. Yeah. yeah, it sucks. I couldn't. No, no bank would cash it. I know, man. Well, their ATMs are too small. I know, but. Uh, <laughs> But that night at Corner Pub, we actually took that check and like we put it behind us. You know? Oh, cool! We just, we just, and that was the CD release party at the Corner Pub, and that was all right, fun. man. So, um, hmm. and now the, and then we're still playing there. We're playing there this Thursday, and then we're playing there. We're cutting. We're doing the live. Uh, oh, yeah! On the twenty first of this month, we're doing a music video there. Yeah, I was wondering if y'all gonna get a yeah, video that, out that, of that. That was uh, that's gonna be the twenty first. We need all of you people there, pretty please. Yes, everybody that's packaged. tuned in right now on Facebook Live, and then everybody that's listening to this live on KTXF, and everybody that's listening to the podcast. What day is that? Oh, it's gonna be hard to get them there. <laughs> um, uh, the twenty first, Thursday. It's Thursday. Oh, this 21st. Thursday coming no, up. The, oh we're, no, we're, right before Christmas. A couple yeah, weeks we're from playing now. this Thursday too, actually too. Yeah. So I remember those days, man. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, I it's cool to see you guys getting to to do that 
the RCC thing where you're like the band. Mm-hmm. You are the band because we had a blast doing it. I've never been called a champion at anything. I'm not, right. never been really good at anything. I understand that. And when you walk into the Redneck Country Club, you know, Caleb and the Homegrown Tomatoes. Yeah. Idol champions. Hell yeah. Like, and then you look at the calendar and it's like, Caleb, Caleb, Caleb. Yeah, yeah, super cool. Yeah, man. So, and they, RCC's been great to us. The staff there has been excellent. And yep. They go to their the the bartenders, the management, even the guys in the kitchen. Super cool, man. All Super cool. All of them. That's the beauty of the RCC, man. And and it's patrons are like that too. Oh, like yeah. Lee and Eddie Graphics doing what they did is just what everybody there would do. I mean, that's mm-hmm. they're they're very gracious. They're Olafi very charitable. Boots. Olafi boots. Oh yeah, to boots too. I think I said that correctly. Is that how you say? It? I always call it Olath. Olath. Oh yeah. Either either Olaith, way, Olaith, 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 Olaith. <laughs> if, they, if they were called Olath, then I would actually be able to make them a jingle. <laughs> but Olathe, Olath, Olath. How do you say it? I don't. I don't even know. Olathe. I screwed you up. Yeah. Oh man. Just like Colter. Colter. <laughs> well, maybe Sarah can uh, text in with yeah. the uh, proper pronunciation. You got to spell it out for us Hicks up here. Actually, you don't have much of an accent. I've noticed. Um, I've been trying to de-accent myself for really? a long time. Actually, interesting. Oh, I think I, uh, my, my dad's, my dad's a pretty soft and spoken guy. He's okay. Farmer. I come from a long line of soft spoken farmers. Okay. Well, I come from a long line of loud farmers. Yeah. Yeah. So there, yeah, there's, you know, yeah. there's a different yeah. kinds, you know, farmers, just, yeah. at least they're farmers. Yeah. It, what kind of farming did your dad do? Uh, cotton. Cotton farm. Okay. Yeah. He, and other stuff too. I know, but he, yeah, I, I never grew up on <laughs> some other farm. stuff too. In Colorado is different, different thing. Yeah. Yeah. He was a Colorado farmer. No, <laughs> no, my dad would not. My dad's gonna watch this and like, no, I am not. No, I'm not. No, I, I am not. That's it. I'm not supporting that polar dude anymore. <laughs> I was kidding. I used to like his music. <laughs> my dad was a my dad was a dairy farmer is where I grew up on, and then now my father in law is a rancher, like just a, a cattle rancher. So I still I'm doing the farming thing still too. Uh, just not as hard as I used to. Dairy farming's hard work. Cotton, cotton just. Getting out there and having to harvest all that—that's a lot of yeah. acreage. Usually, I used to think it was cool back yeah. when I would go to my grandpa's farm. But where was the farm at? Uh, Violet, Texas, right next to Robstown, Corpus Christi area. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah. There's a lot of cotton fields up near um, our ranch, which is up near the Dawson Mahaya Corsicana yeah. area. So I was just—it would have been funny if you're like right across the street from you, dude. Oh man! Oh that guy! You never I hated know. That guy. I hated that, that guy. guy, man. I used to pee in his cotton all the time. But we uh we always try to, our boys always we have to stop to unlock our gate to get in so they'll run across the street and all the cotton after it's been harvested is like laying around they just mm-hmm. they grab some and I tell them that's stealing they're like what <laughs> <laughs> it can't be stealing so uh, all right well cool man so y'all want a lot of bun- bunch of stuff but I think the what's the coolest part of it is just the fact that you get to play there and see your name on the the sign I think it was really cool for the morale for the band yeah that was my favorite I mean of course you know the Every, everything we've been very blessed to have received so many gifts mm-hmm. from the Redneck Country Club and the sponsors and whatnot. But I really love that. I, and I told my band in the beginning, we can win this. Like mm-hmm. I, there was, you know, I, I didn't tell them that I was nervous ever. I was always like, "There's, you know, really, we got two options here. Mm-hmm. We're gonna win this, or we're gonna win this. Right? That we're just winning. Done. That's it. You know. And uh, yeah, I, I try not to tell them that I was ever nervous. It was always, "We're gonna, we got this. We're gonna win. Right? We're gonna conquer Houston. We're gonna conquer the world." And then boom, we won it. And yeah. you know, I they I hope that they believe in us even more. Like I'm sure they do, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, when we got this, uh, when things started kicking off between the relationship with me and Michael, 
and we were starting to get to play the RCC and all that and the hype. My band was re-energized big time. I mm-hmm. mean, it, it means a lot to be recognized. And uh, you have a very talented band, too. And so I think if... And you include them when you talk about them, which is great too. It's not like it's like I'm um, nothing without them, man. Right? Yeah, nothing without them. And and no no front man is no front man can just be a front mm-hmm. man by himself. You got to have a band, or else there's front man's not even a word if you're yeah. just by yourself. You know. <laughs> now there's a like a Lincoln Durham out there. He can he yeah, doesn't have the, a band. Yeah, yeah. He's he a front man and the band. He don't need one. He's another species <laughs> of human. Or another. It's so crazy how talented he is. It's not even my kind of music, but I respect the hell out of it. I I'm I, like I just can't stop watching it though. Yeah, I can't stop watching it either. Like I said, I wouldn't necessarily sit there and just say, "Oh, I need to go jam some Lincoln Durham right now." But you can. Yeah, <laughs> it's oh man, it's so crazy. But you can't when you're watching them live. You just definitely can't take your eyes yeah. off of them ever. But um, and those are the people that that I want to see. I mean, I mm-hmm. want to see people that perform like you guys do. So uh, and we did. We, we're trying our hardest to work, uh, put up, put on a good show, and we've been working the show for a while now. Yeah. So do you? Um, Hmm. Maybe that's too much inside baseball, but you know, some bands they rehearse everything, and there's no. Uh, we rehearse. I've the never music. been the guy that can do that. Uh, our version, like you don't want to rehearse the moves and stuff. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I mean, we there's a couple moves that we've never sat down in the band room and ever and ever. All right, during, right, you know these whatever, but playing live, Casey and I definitely do the same things on certain right. hits now. Just because we we we're always next to each you other, know each other. Always, you know yeah. each other's style, and everything. my band does that too. Over the years, you just like, oh, that was kind of cool. Next time, next time we play, I want to do this and this, and like I know when my drummer's going to hit a, a hard cymbal wash. I'm like, mm-hmm. pow, and I would pop my head. There's or like, when there's a you know monitor, you can go big monitor, you stand yeah. up on. I like yell at Casey, get on the monitor, get on the monitor, go go, <laughs> you get up go. there. We'll just go, you know, there's stuff like, like yeah. nothing's been you know. Really? No, you feel it, and you you, yeah, you can instruct on the stage. Is just like, yeah, I think yeah. that's the best way to entertain. It seems more real to me. Our live show is definitely just off yeah. that feeling. Yeah, and just rock and roll, man. Yeah. Even if it's country, it's still rock and roll. Have you noticed? Oh, yeah. Like, it's just rock and roll. Yeah. Like, <laughs> one of my big heroes was Phil Pritchett, and he produced my first album and everything. And he mm-hmm. used to have his own podcast. And one of the things that I was kind of a common theme in his podcast was it's it's about the music. It's not about hitting a hundred percent of the perfect notes or whatever. It's like just get out there and perform. It's about the music. The music will work itself out. Just it's just about the the raw, real rock and roll. And yeah. he was rock and roll, by the way. He wasn't. He, I don't think he had a single song that sounded country, but he uh, but he fit right in with the Texas music deal. Mm-hmm. And it was just he's amazing. But uh, three piece band makes more noise than anybody you ever saw. Oh, yeah. They're just awesome, dude. Just so freaking awesome because he didn't care. He put his guitar on the ground and play with his toes or just whatever and it Man. not every time it wouldn't sound great every time but he didn't care and that was the that was the beauty of yeah, it all of my friends i call fans you know friends yeah. call friends they, they've all heard me screw up a note you know i got a couple notes that are they're not easy for me to hit in our songs but mm-hmm. you know, i can't have them here when I've, I've screwed up in the past and put them in the beginning of a set mm-hmm. you know i'm definitely not as warm up as you're i should warm. be there's a sweet and, spot man. there is put them in there, there is. Yeah. And, and i uh just sound terrible and usually everyone just laughs with me because i laugh at myself a lot yeah they laugh with me so you got not to laughing, you, know? you got to if you and, don't take uh, yourself too seriously I, I that's the right i think that's the right attitude to have. Yeah, I, I think that's what our, my band too we we've ser- we don't take ourselves seriously we don't take ourselves too seriously right as, <laughs> but um uh except when it comes to in uh, the song i guess you can say we're, we're, we're not gonna 
quit messing or quit critiquing this song until right. we find it perfect. No, you, and even the creation and the practice and the rehearsal and the work and all that is serious. Yeah. But once you're on the stage, man, it's yeah, it's got, in your head. You just do what you know to do mm-hmm. and then have fun with it. Yeah. And, and, and when any kind of the, I luckily haven't like really fought the nerves, so to say. But uh, I've definitely walked into a gig's different. Like, oh yeah. man, like I got to do this right now. I'm, I'm, I imagine the the RCC Idol show was one of those gigs. Yeah, we were pretty. Uh, the first first time we played it, we were pretty stiff, man, pretty stiff. And then uh, next time it was like, oh, we own this now. When you, you know? go in there thinking, okay, we can't screw up, we got to bring our A game. That's when you probably bring your B game. Yeah. But when you go in there like, you know what, we got nothing to lose, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's when it's gonna be the most fun. Amen, it's, amen. Life's gotta be. It's gotta be fluid, man. And music is 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 one of those things that it's kind of like a baseball pitcher. Once you're if you're in your head too much, it's not gonna you're not gonna have your best stuff. But mm-hmm. if you let go and just do what you know to do, let the instincts take over and have a good time. That's go. That's when the magic happens. I think. Mm-hmm. But uh, and I like I like the magic. I like musical magic when it happens. It's it's that's why I like the shows that aren't rehearsed step for step mm. and we don't like we, i mean my band bitches at me all the time uh they want a set list and i've never had a set i've i just and i know i, I need i need to get us i need to be on that set list train eventually <laughs> but i've I've always, off the cuff man you know yeah. whatever I'm, I, I love i love looking at the crowd reading the crowd and no we're gonna play this song next yeah you know that and the band doesn't know and it, it's it hurts them because they should know the next song that we're gonna play, right, right. Know, or at least an idea. But with me, I'm always. I'm I'm, eighty five percent accuracy rate on having a set list at the show, but I'm only about a forty percent accuracy rate at following it. Following it. So it's more of a guideline, so I don't forget the songs. It's like a pirate's code. Yeah, yeah. It's more just, like guidelines. It's just guidelines for me to to like. All right, don't forget to play this. Okay, we're going to play this, and then we come back to it. And it's good practice for y'all, though, because going back to if Mr. Barry ever gets on stage with you guys, your set list is pointless. You play what he says to play when he says to play it, and that's just kind of how it goes at the RCC, especially if it's that that third set, like if you're doing the opening and then you're playing the immediate after party afterwards like they sometimes do. Um, that's when it's just kind of like, oh yeah, play this, and you're like, huh? We never played that before. Oh, but you'll figure it out. Like <laughs> it's it's then that is he what he's doing though is he's setting it up to where musical magic can happen, and uh, it sometimes it does, sometimes it don't. I mean, sometimes it's just like, oh well, we shouldn't do that again. But yeah, we've definitely but, done that before. But um, it, when we do the RCC anniversary shows and it's us, Captain Legendary Band, um, Market Junction, Dub Miller, or just whoever. It will be at the end of the night. It'll be all four bands on the stage in some capacity. Like my drummer's playing their their kid, or my guitar player's playing the bass, or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just this mixed mash of stuff. But then he'll make all the front men like play a song back to back to back without the music stopping. And so somehow you have to coordinate with three different bands worth of members to that we're going to go from this song that's in D. Oh, that uh, sounds terrible, man. But Ugh. it always Ugh. works out. It always works out. We try to do that though. So we 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 play you know the Amazing Grace, right? Mm-hmm. And we we put the last song. I thought I thought we matched like the last song in D, so we could play it straight in. But mm-hmm. you know, I, I threw a sideball at him, <laughs> and ended up in scene. We we're all trying to or <laughs> another, another key or what, whatnot. Yeah. We, were all, we were all trying. We're like, how do we to, get to make there? Do we go up or do we go down? Ah! <laughs> then I was like, oh, "Stop it! Okay, stop it! Okay, we'll, we'll start from the top." Amazing <laughs> Grace, yeah. you know, just work it. 
That's uh, we started doing Amazing Grace really fast, like revival style, like Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound, yeah. and uh, and then we'd end it with the slow, you know. Yeah. But it. I was like, man, I want to send everybody out happy, but then again, I don't want to send them out too happy, and they get all car cranky. So we'll just do a little bit of both, you know. <laughs> and then you've got the House of the Rising Sun version that's going around out there. Yeah. Honestly, we we I, I wanted to do that, but the band that played the week before us, they they did it. They did it. So well, then y'all like, do the Gilligan's Island version. I didn't even know there was a Gilligan's. Oh, Oh yeah, amazing uh, grace! How sweet the sound and save their rest. Like it's, it's great, man. Uh, there's a couple. Oh, I didn't realize you could do it all, but there's a comedian out there, and he lists all of them. Supposedly he did them all and got beat or his butt whooped in church. But it's a funny story. But um, but yeah, it's cool that they. That's a tradition that they still have there at the RCC. I think that's pretty neat. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But I just can never remember all the words because I don't. It's not, where else Me neither. It? Me neither. I, I've mumbled twice. The second verse. <laughs> That's why they have these cool little things here, and I hate using them. That you, can, uh, I refuse, man. You dude, won't catch me doing it, man. The I can't only do reason it. I started doing it was because I started hosting open mics. Yeah, and people would come up that wanted me to play their songs for them, or like a, a song, and they sing along to it more like, like I guess karaoke, but yeah. with a guitar. And uh, so I started doing it, but I won't. I don't. I don't like doing it. I don't. Yeah. I, I feel like it's cheating, man. Yeah, man. Memorize I, it. I'm, yeah, I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna. I don't like to talk bad about anything, but you won't catch me with one of those. Yeah, not a chance in hell. But pieces of paper on the ground with like the first words written down to it to memorize I a should, verse. I should. I should do that. Uh, I, I like. I like freestyling. If I forget uh, something, I'll straight freestyle. And like <laughs> my girlfriend's the only one who really ever notices. Cause yeah, she, you know, but she'll start cracking up. Half the time, people don't know the lyrics themselves or yeah. they're not really paying attention. Now I'll do that. I'll change the lyrics just to see if people are paying attention just to get a reaction. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, uh, man, what's that song? Um, on Garth Brooks, the much too young feel this damn old lonely oh, yeah. women in bad booze. I always say lonely women and big boobs or lonely women and bad boob jobs. I always just throw something out there just to see who's going to smile. Because if they're smiling, those are my people because they're listening, you know. But the ones that aren't, I'm just like, "Mm, okay. I've uh, I've definitely changed up some words to do that too. There's someone's. I always like throwing someone's name in there who, who came out to the show I ain't seen in a while. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely got to make it personal. I'm really... I don't want to say I'm really good about it because that sounds really cocky, but I try really hard to work as many people's names into the show as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really weird because I don't rehearse any of it. And like, like if the song has a a reference to a, a, a bar name, trying to change it on the fly. Yeah, I do that. All, yeah, that's and uh, but sometimes get you in trouble sometimes, but sometimes you nail it. Oh you know? yeah, like the Redneck Country Club. That's like five syllables, dude. Oh, yeah. You know, and you got like a two syllable slot to put it in. You know, mm-hmm. so then you have to change it, Redneck Country Club or or something. But it's if you just say Country Club, then it's like what? Yeah, yeah that's what? that's a cop out. What? It didn't yeah. even. It's not even our Country Club, but. Um, but yeah, well, man, we've already reached three o'clock, but I wanted to say, um, I want you to tell us where you're playing next. If you, you know, you are talked about the redneck sponsors. Y'all have any other sponsors right now? Um, no, not other, other not than really everybody that shows up to the gigs. We Every, love you. Yeah. We love you. You're sponsored by your friends. <laughs> Sponsored by your friends, but yeah, list off a few a uh, few of your dates here, and uh, and then we're gonna end. Yeah, definitely, if I can, I know I have them somewhere. Oh, all right. Well, uh, I'll tell you what I'm doing this week while he's looking those up. So this week I am at the Empty Glass hosting the open mic, which I do every Thursday night there in Tomball, Texas, and then on Saturday 
I'm at Brodigam's Bar and Grill. So it's the same place. It's just next door, but it's in Tomball. Um, it's one of my my favorite places to be these days. They just uh, they know me well. I know them well. Everybody treats me nice, and they uh, they know my songs. And so it's really cool to go go out there and play um, out there in Tomball. And uh, we got a show coming up at Cole's Ice House uh, pretty soon too. It might be the twenty second, but I'd have to look it up. So uh, so there's definitely some places to check me out so now where are we gonna find you at caleb well uh, this thursday we're at the redneck country club this friday we're in san antonio at the cove this saturday we are at labello's and labello's is a great bar i don't know if you ever played where is that i think it's huffman area okay wait east 1960 okay I think, way out there great great place and then we're at a uh, rcc again next thursday and bob and jeans the day before uh, the 30th for the Conroe area, next time we're playing Conroe area, full band, we'll be with uh, Folk Family Revival, January 20th at Game Sweet. On. That's going to be a great show. Definitely a great show. What day show. is that? Uh, January 20th at Game On. All right. I'm going to be there for that. Yeah. And I think, I think, I want to say Summer Ashley's on there too, but I'm not positive. All right. All not right. positive. But and that's going to be a great show in Conroe. And, and uh, I'm playing Christmas Day at Corner Pub, middle acoustic. So right. when you get tired of your family, come have a beer with me. I'll be yeah. there. I always, I always hope that that's what happens when I book a holiday show, like a thanks day after Thanksgiving or a Christmas time show. I'm always like, well, maybe people would be tired yeah. of their family and come out and hang out. You just never know. Well, I, uh, the day, it was the day before Thanksgiving, man. I played at Game One, and uh, man, a lot of friends show up that I ain't seen cool. in years. Super, very cool. cool. Super cool. But some hoping Christmas works out. Too yeah, like well, people that. are in town, you know. Yeah. Usually, I mean, if if they're college kids or whatever, they're in town. My uh, my demographics always in town. They have kids in college, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> and I never get tired of my family. <laughs> I never get tired. <laughs> but of But I'm mine sure either. some people get tired of their family mm-hmm. and want to come drink a beer with of me. Of course they do. Of course they do. That's uh, you're just there to help. Exactly. You're there for therapy. It, it it's, is. And music is the ultimate therapy. It really I is. I believe so. It's God's language. Music and bonfires. Amen to that. Yeah. I was, uh, I've, I've found a place that I can buy cheap firewood right here by my house. And so I go and get a truckload of firewood every week and I burn through it every night. And, uh, I just, it's my happy place. Man. Amen, man. I Definitely. can't, can't think of anything better than that. So, all right. Well, uh, I'm going to end the, I'm going to end the show here, Caleb, but, um, had a blast with you, dude. Yes, sir. Thanks for having and, me out, Josh. Love yeah, to come man. Back, man. Everybody. Oh, give out your links real quick. Uh, homegrown Um, and we're on Facebook, Caleb and the homegrown tomatoes. I think Twitter and Instagram and all that good stuff too. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm not super savvy with my social media game yet. I like the trees. Man, I, uh, I'll, I'll put. I can post all on the Facebook Live though after this. All right. Yeah. Definitely. Cool. Cool. I, there's one more song that you guys that, that I hadn't played yet. Um, I've had everything broken down to where I'd play everything and play some music, but we've talked so much that uh, we didn't have to play as much. But there, I don't want to forget to play y'all's song. So I have two songs I want to end the show with today. We're gonna end it with uh, with Caleb's song. Uh, what did I call it? Hey, y'all. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then I'm going to end it with another song that we all wish we could be a part of called Willie's Guitar. So, uh, thanks everybody right. that tuned in to Facebook Live. Thanks everybody for uh, listening on KTXF, The Real on the TuneIn app. And be looking for this as a podcast in about 24 hours. Thanks everybody. We will see y'all next time. Adios. Well, damn. That's pretty good.
Bye, y'all.